0: From entering my office, sir.
1: We're at the Beverly Hills Police Department. Are you Mr. Sidney Bernstein?
0: Yes, lucky guess.
1: Well, sir, you have twenty-five unpaid parking tickets. We have a warrant for your arrest.
0: Twenty-five? 25? What twenty-five? 25? You what? have
1: twenty-five unpaid parking tickets, sir.
0: I, I I pay my tickets. I pay I pay all my tickets, sir. Do you own a black Mercedes Benz? License plate number CRL five hundred seven. Five hundred seven. That's my wife's car. That's not my car. That's she my has twenty-five w- unpaid yeah, parking I mean, tickets. It's under my name, but it's my wife's car. No, no, no,
1: bitch. Tickets have not been paid. That means you're liable. Can you cuff Mr. Bernstein, please?
0: Cuff me! There are people out there with chainsaws. You're cuffing me.
1: Well, sir, you have 25 unpaid parking tickets, and it's your car, so we have to take you in.
0: Wait a second. I've got an idea. Is there something that I have in this office that I could hand to you and that would make you kind of forget that you're holding those uh, little pink tickets there?
2: What are you trying to say, sir?
0: Like you'd be holding something in that hand... And this hand, you'd forget about. This hand, you'd be concentrating on that hand. You'd go, What? What did I have there? I don't even remember.
1: Oh, you mean like if I had, um.
0: $200 in this hand? Ouch! Let go of my arm! $200! <laughs> Ouch! Please! I'm robbing you! That's what I'm doing. Here's one, here's two. They're real crisp. Well, now
1: that you think yes. about this, it burns Yes? Yeah, I'm gonna have to use your uh, computer because I have to wipe all all evidence of this transaction out you know
0: no problem no problem at all
1: thank you sydney so much
0: oh oh certainly thank you certainly yes also sydney you, one other yes thing. yes i yes, mean yes, um, yes,
1: yes. um i'm quite sure man your position understands that uh my contact down at headquarters
0: wouldn't want his name to be known don't i know it right don't so i could, know it could excuse me for a second yeah. while i uh-huh up. oh you're gonna just yeah, yeah I, see, I would, secret it. it's like a james bond thing exactly sure so. yes, <laughs> yes yes thank you no problem <laughs> hey no problem at all anything you want to use
1: the Shades. I, I don't want to
3: hear it, Billy. Uh,
1: there you go. The Shades.
2: Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, that's just a classic Gilbert <clears throat> Gottfried, right? He's
1: a one of one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The, I mean, what what a, what a legend. But um, I will also say that watching that clip really made me realize there is a connection between the Beverly Hillscott movies and Axel Foley and Ferris Bueller that maybe is not connected to any other movie. They are the absolute... Uh, gods at coming in and bullshitting you you know what I mean like obviously it's a movie (laughs) it's a movie thing where they come in they come up with some hilarious and ridiculous you know Abe Froman Sausage King of Chicago uh, and and throughout all the Beverly Hills movies it's always the Michael Jackson, didn't, they didn't call. Michael Jackson's people didn't call and give me this hotel room. Yep. You know?
2: And it's so That is good. of the era. We don't really yeah, have a whole of lot of it anymore. Fletch, same thing. Yeah,
1: Fletch. There you go. There's a third one. So,
2: yeah. That's a, that's and like they were a, very a, funny. A, like it's a
1: con artist trilogy. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoyable stuff. Enjoyable uh, stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, this is our 50th. Yeah, episode 50. regular episode, um,
2: or of the podcast. or seventy second recording. If you're counting, no, nobody, cares of nobody cares about that.
1: Nobody cares about that. No, 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 no. Yeah, um, sure. It's 50. this is our golden anniversary, and I'm, I'm just fifty. Happy we've made it. Yeah, yeah. we're going <laughs> to celebrate with canned peaches. <laughs> um, and I've got a little piece of trivia for Please, you yeah. uh, that has nothing to do with our fiftieth anniversary. But oh, well, I just thought you'd enjoy it. this. <laughs> this is trivia that ran on the elevator. Uh, screen in my building that I work in, and okay. I saw it like four times before I was able to actually get a, a little screen grab so I could remember all the numbers. Right. Um, so people hit Netflix skip intro button 136 million times per day,
3: okay. which is the
1: equivalent of 195 years in cumulative time saved, the company recently reported, <laughs> which makes me wonder, which makes me wonder, they don't allow you to watch the ending credits because they want to hook you into the next you know, binge-watching yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Why are we not on like a three second? It skips automatically unless you want to stay and watch the credits. If no one is watching, it the should credits. be a watch the credits button. button or yes. a watch yes, watch stay. intro button yeah, like a stay. Yeah. Because um, as a Star Trek fan on the um, Paramount app yeah there's not a skip button for the credits Ugh, all these you other streaming forward, services
2: get their shit together they they just uh, are so behind yeah i just wanted yeah. to air
1: that out before we talk that's about that's very interesting else. it's um, important and dumb <laughs> <laughs> it's true super dumb it's true it's accurate um
2: well so uh yeah we're we're here doing our 50th uh, fair warning everybody this is going to be probably a long one we this have going to take you 50 hours lots to talk about every episode. um i uh i yeah i've just there, i've seen so much since last time we we we've done a lot in the last you know many weeks we had the oscars and so yeah. that kind of occupied us as uh you know we did a mini sode for that and we the didn't slap. really talk about anything else uh there's this the, the smith <laughs> slap we didn't go into um it. and then uh and then we did a rock commentary the rock um oh, commentary last such week a and uh so we've just been doing other stuff but um I know that uh, uh, you know the next few couple of months over the summer, uh, I, I will be very busy. We'll try to do as many podcasts as we can, um, but I wanted to squeeze this one in uh, before uh, I'm going to the Bahamas in a few days for work. So that's cool. That's exciting, um, and uh, and I wanted to. Uh, I actually made a conscious decision to see every single movie that was out that I was planning on seeing um by last night legend so i did it (laughs) legend meaning i have nothing else to see until new movies come out next week um but
1: uh but yeah so and i have been working and not traveling so just (laughs) as much fun just as impressive and exciting the Um, scales of movies are are tilted yeah Um, it's it's gonna shift soon though I'm i'm gonna get to everything yeah um i have a quiz a movie quiz sure that i would like to open with and I've, I've, I've let Kelly see these questions, but I don't know his answers. And full disclosure, um, there's a po- another podcast that I listen to, films to be buried with, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking way Roy Kent <laughs> uh, from Ted Lasso. Sure. Um, so these are at least a spin uh, on, on kind of a questionnaire that I think is important for movie fans. But I'm going to ask Kelly today. He's going to give his answers and I'm going to give my answers uh, for your listening enjoyment. So Kelly, are you ready? For the ultimate, I mean, movie quiz. no, I'm not ready.
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, yes, I have things but it's written happening. down, uh, but it's happening. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> the, the the test is happening. I've studied all I can. Yep. I don't feel confident. Um, and I just want to preface by saying that I don't have a good memory for things so that. The concept of sure. these questions sure. means lots of research and time uh-huh. uh, went into attempting to answer them, and I still don't feel like my that alone answers makes are me happy. right.
1: Here's the thing. Um, there are no wrong answers. There are only embarrassing I think, answers, Kelly. I think that, yeah, I think there <laughs> so are answers that I will regret,
2: and then there's there are better answers that exist in my head that I am unable to access, and that... Makes me sad, but at the same time, uh, I'm on board. I think this will be fun, and and it's really it is a
1: quiz, but it's it's very personal. It's sure. there's, like That's you said, not about
2: right answers. It's really just about us. Um, and, and if our there's relationship, any
1: answer that you don't like on our hundredth episode, I will give you the opportunity <laughs> to redo it. <laughs> to go back and tell me I've changed my mind. Jesus Christ! I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the only one. This is the only one. We got to come up with something else. And it's else funny because the
2: listeners might enjoy this, but uh, I don't. I don't know if I will. Um, so <laughs> so. Anyways, okay. That's it. That's it. Let's uh, And by the way, you wrote on a couple of these questions, this one's
1: hard. And I yep.
3: want be like, are you
2: fucking I
1: did, kidding me? I did. I did. I was like, this, <laughs> this one is this tough. Is a, but it's, they're all hard. They're all hard. Yeah. I think some are harder than others. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Anyways. Fair enough. So question number one, Kelly yes. Newman. Yes. What is the first film that you remember seeing? Doesn't have to be the first movie you ever saw, obviously. <sighs> yeah. But what is the first movie that the, you can remember The first seeing?
2: movie. So I'm, I'm working backwards that I think this is the earliest one because – of the year that it came out and it's Aladdin. I was four when Aladdin came out and that's pretty darn early and I have vivid memory of being in the theater seeing it and it might've been the first movie my parents brought me to. I don't know. Uh, It seems like that's about the age when you start bringing your kids Uh to movies. Um, What a great one. And I have a memory of all things, which is so appropriate for this week when the great Gilbert Gottfried has passed is I was I have more memories looking at the red bird in the movie sure. than any other aspect of the movie. Um, so I, I, uh, that's my first memory in, in the movies. That's yeah. a great
1: one. That's a great one. Um, what about you? I'm a basic bitch <laughs> and uh, this is going to be as uh, cliche as it could possibly be. Yeah. But I've thought a lot about this even before these questions and sure. this podcast that I listen to. Um, and it, I believe it is star Wars. Yeah. That's the first movie I remember seeing. I'm positive that I watched cartoons before. You know what I mean? Like I know I was aware of them. I'm sure I'd seen pieces of movies, but I was thinking about it. And so the first movie I ever remember seeing in theaters, I know, was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Cool. And I remember that because my dad said, you know, we're going to see a movie. 89. 89, So I would have been five, maybe six. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And I, I remember being excited we were going to see a movie. Might, and I, but I remember the moment where my dad was like, "No, we're going to the movies," oh, and I didn't know what that like, was. Yeah, what? <laughs> so that was like a new thing and cool, very exciting, yeah. un, amazing experience. Maybe my favorite experience for movies. Right. But and I, I even thought about the release because I know I saw Little Mermaid in theaters. You talk oh, about like yeah. the Disney ones. Well, that came out late. That was in That's December eighty nine. Eighty nine yeah, yeah. versus May. So I know right. it was Indiana Jones before that. Um, but interesting. Prior to that, I think that same summer we went on a beach vacation with um another family, the Lees that we kind of grew up with and their dad brought the uh vhs box set of star wars oh got it yeah and it was like just to keep us entertained at, in the evenings yep. uh, on the night of the trip yep. and that obviously um is why i'm a property manager today that changed the <laughs> course of my course of yeah, my life of course um so for me it was star wars for you it was aladdin um yeah. i think two two winners there obviously i yeah. could yeah, go yeah, yeah. on with star wars and i will later um kelly newman question number two okay. What is the best opening sequence of a movie that you have ever seen?
2: This is really hard, and I spent yeah, a long time great. on this one. Um, and uh, I have multiple answers. I think there is, mo- in my mind, more of an objective answer, which is it's Raiders. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, all-timer. I also wrote down Jurassic Park.
3: Great Because one. that's great kind
2: one. of a cold open. Yeah, great it, little you don't, teaser. It, I mean, it does connect with the story, but it just is truly separated in a, in a great way. And in my mind, that's what I was looking for is like an opening that's kind of separated. I also wrote down uh, casino Royale, which yeah. what it represents that, in, that, that scene is, it's not like visually the, the best thing ever, but it, what it represents is significant. Yeah, I wrote down Al. up, um, Ooh, fuck. but, um, fuck. <laughs> um, but you know, what's interesting. I only saw the exorcist at about a year and a half, two years ago. And that opening to me Is probably one of the most interesting openings of a movie ever. You're not wrong. uh, In how it plays or how it connects to the story in kind of a weird way. Sure. um, And and how there's kind of more to the movie that way. You know, it's I'm not just watching (laughs) the story of an exorcism. I'm watching. Like um, a greater mythology that's really satisfying, right? Um, right. But to, but anyways, I, that's a long way of saying Raiders
1: <laughs> is my yeah, answer. <laughs> listen, I mean, I could have named. I, I mean, I'm not going to argue with Raiders. Yeah, You're sure, absolutely sure. not wrong. Yeah, tell I me could have you got. named uh, probably ten James Bond openings. I think right, they they right. kind of invented the opening teaser. Yeah, but the one I'm going to give you, and this is not just to make you angry, um, <laughs> the the first Lord of the Rings movie, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh huh. Right? is to me head and shoulders above any other opening to a film I've ever seen. And a lot goes into this. Um, and you'll hear this a lot by different fans of the of the Lord of the Rings books and movies. Yeah. Um, for something that's just so difficult to, had been so difficult to bring to screen, regardless it. of the rest of the movie, um, it was sort of like they came up with a way to give you this entire, I don't know, history of the world, right, and everything you needed to know to start the film, in a five-minute sequence that was, like, incredibly entertaining. And at the time, like, the scope and the scale of it were, like you know, like nothing you had ever seen, right? Like these 10,000... 000- individual army you know what i mean just the level like that i mean CG. no i don't know what you mean but i know sure, what you mean <laughs> you will cg was new you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's still relatively new yeah. um so yeah the that i remember sitting there and uh, like five minutes in just being i was very skeptical and i was like well i hope these are good right right and then five minutes in i was like holy shit like They're, you know what they mean? Did like, this is better yeah this <laughs> yeah, is better yeah. than i could have imagined so for me it's uh, definitely fellowship of the ring that's great um going hand in hand with that question kelly do you have an answer for question number three what is the best ending sequence? This one um, was far more difficult for me yeah, to come up with.
2: Um, and, and and not even so much that I had so much to choose from. I, I genuinely struggled to write anything down here. Um, so I have two answers. I don't like either of them, but I really love the the culmination and twist of the heist in Ocean's 11 oh yeah and then the the cherry on top which is the fountain and them all walking away so that in my gut is kind of like sort of the answer sure. um but i have another one which is uh, close encounters um, Oh, man yeah i think that's probably uh, the most satisfying like alien ending i've ever seen um just because it's so grounded and it kind of is in the it's it's in it seems to be in the reality, uh, you know, and the the governmental reality of how all this stuff would go. And I just, I don't know. I like that better than like, I watched DT recently and I'm like, well, this is a different thing, but, um,
1: maybe, uh, maybe close encounters. I don't know. Look, close encounters is one of those movies. Every movie obviously builds to the ending, but that's a movie that particularly is building to this moment in a way that's unique. The movie is
2: kind of dry in a way, the rest Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, and without that big showy ending, I love the movie. I love the. Let's not get it twisted, but uh, but it, it, it's very clearly every single moment in the movie, like you're saying, is in service of getting to that ending. Yeah. And it's not one of these movies where you go like, "Oh, it started off really strong, and then it and then sure, it kind of yeah. petered yeah. out." It's the the total opposite. You kind of don't even know what the fuck the movie's doing or where it's going until that ending. For sure. Um, For sure. So yeah.
1: Uh, very satisfying. Anyway, sorry you know, I don't have a no, answer, no no no. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's a great one. Actually, I hadn't thought about Close Encounters the minute you said it. I was just like, yeah, it's, and it takes its time. Like once you get to the ending, it is like a. Yes. it's like a thirty minute. You know, it's yes. like a whole yes. act that that yes. that ends it. Um, for ending, I could have easily said um return of the jedi i think the triple uh-huh. thread kind of ending is a just as like spectacle wise yep is great um could have said the original star wars i think that in kind of a simple way like you know just make the shot sure. or don't it's kind of the ultimate hero's uh journey ending. Yeah. yeah um it's funny man because you just talked about the button on the end of oceans 11 yeah. which i think is another great uh uh choice for the for this question but um it is a little bit different, I think, like ending sequence versus like kind of the the button on the end of the right. Movie. Like, I, I kind of was struggling to know which yeah, you meant. Yeah, and yeah. maybe I should have been more clear on yeah, that because okay. I don't even know. Like, I'd have different answers depending on that. Like the yeah. so the original Star Wars uh, award ceremony. Uh-huh. Uh, apologies to Chewie. There you go. There's a button. Is yeah, the yeah. one again first movie I can remember seeing that is still to me the greatest like last scene. Right. To me, that's just kind of the ultimate. It's really beautiful in my mind. It's it's gorgeous uh, and it's simple and there's no dialogue. It's just the music and the image. Um, But I think if you put it kind of all together, Oh, and then the other like really simple, but I think beautiful one is the original Rocky, the -hmm. original Rocky, like close encounters, like the whole third act is sort of the ending and then just calling out for Adrian. I think it's just beautiful. But I would go with Indiana Jones and the last crusade overall, because I think like the three trials in every way that Raiders has like the best opening, I think Last Crusade. You know, that's has a great answer. The I, three trial ending, you. where he has to save his father. It's great. Then they and have then to the realize, choice, yeah, yeah, the choice is the love, and then they ride yeah. into the fucking sunset, which yeah. is so on the nose it should never work. Yeah. But it works so well that they never should have made another Indiana Jones or two Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> and I'm still going, still going, all of them. I love them, but it's got to be for me Last Crusade, um, for that for that ending.
2: I think I'm going to watch Crystal S- Skull again. I, I feel like I'm gonna watch it soon. I got an itch an itch the other day where mm. I'm just like mm. I have to watch it again. Oh my god! <laughs>
0: oh my god!
2: <laughs> Wait, you
3: said that <laughs> part um, time,
1: part time, part uh, time. Anyways, you know I wouldn't not watch it again, but yeah, I, I would know. I would really prefer to watch it drunk the, or the, high. The yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the original three. Um, yeah, as a as a primer. And Uh then hope that this next one somehow is. I think I'd have
2: to watch four first because if I watch one, two, and three, and then four, I'm just going to. But what I mean is
1: ignoring four completely and watching the trilogy and then watch one, two,
2: three, five. I I just saw
1: a. uh, uh, I mean, obviously anybody could say this and it wouldn't mean anything, but um, uh, Mads uh, had said this is a real return to Raiders, the one that we're doing. Like it. It feels like Raiders more than You know, there's good people involved right. in this. Tons I, of great people. I, I, Tons I of mean, great people. Uh, great Phoebe director.
2: Waller-Bridge and, uh, and uh, so many other people involved. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, maybe. maybe. We got to stay with this quiz, but I'll, the Part last time. thing I'll say is the thing that it does bother me, and, and I don't want Steven Spielberg to make another one of these. I think right. they've made a great choice to bring someone else in. But I also, there's something about it that feels not right. About not ha- having one Indiana Jones movie, it would be like not having Harrison Ford to me. Like they really are to me, like the duo. That this is the one series that Spielberg has made. You know, I know he made a second Jurassic. There's Park, gotta but be some other precedent
2: for this. I'm um, not sure what it is. Like, yeah, new director taking over and doing better. Yeah. Um, Matt Reeves taking over the the new Planet of the Apes from... I forget who did the one with James Franco, but it was somebody
1: else. Yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, and remember. then,
2: you know, Matt Reeves did the next two. And they're just like a million times better. <laughs> sure. I mean, they're all good, but, you know, he really, he really took it to the right place. And uh, I forget who's doing... It's so James Mangold that's yeah, doing, yeah. yeah. So like, and he's he, great. He's got a great he's resume. Great. So I'm
1: not mad at him.
2: No, it's no, just I, know, the, I know.
1: And and the I other the saying. other difference, like, in what you're talking about is like, you've got a a decade where Spielberg. It's not like, oh, he started the series. It's like a decade, a full trilogy that are great, and then. 20 years later, one more. And if, then 20 years after that, if then it changes. Spielberg you know? had made four
2: and it was great. And then he wasn't yeah, making I five. I know th- this point would be well taken, but I, I, he, he did not a good job. Well, listen, so
1: speak fine with me, <laughs> speaking of this and sadness, uh, Kelly, question number four, moving on. What's the saddest movie you've ever seen? Or if you can't name the saddest, I understand that's a tough one. Uh, or just a movie that really made you cry really hard. Um, really got gotcha. you. This
2: one's really tough because, uh, I'm a guy and I don't cry ever. in movies ever. ever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. um, <laughs> I, I cry all the time. I, I only cry, cry in movies, I by cry, the way. I cry, exactly. This is exactly the <laughs> Not point in real of life, the joke, is which is something they talk about I, on films to be buried. I definitely cry at movies and um and uh I think I cry the most when other people are crying. Uh that's kind of a thing like there's just when 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 it's a good performance and it, you know, rather than situationally, it's it's more just about if sure. someone in this scene is is actually having that emotion but uh, anyways um i wrote down a star is born i saw that f- oh, like God. four yeah. times in the theater when yeah. it came out a few years ago and every time i cried so much at the end that's that's my answer it's not to say that that's the saddest movie ever there are probably i mean there are movies that are like true stories or they go yeah. into these yeah. tr- these true things and it and it's completely devastating um and i couldn't think of those i just couldn't figure out what should be on this list i also wrote down manchester by the sea um oh, God. yeah i wrote down but, eternal sunshine <laughs> like that
1: you know yeah. there's just some things but, but that if i if i may though they're all fictional what though, you're so. talking about yeah. is some of this is the the Cinema is an art form. How did you present the moment? Because there are things that are more devastating yeah. where I leave feeling empty and I'm just like, oh. And then there are things that like make my eyes well up. Do you know what I mean? And for me, usually it requires really beautiful music uh-huh. in addition uh-huh. to, the, to the moment. I mean, that just well, – the like quickest way to access my emotions. The Gaga – Singing scene where sure, she's crying exactly. and singing is a great example. And that's what made that me works. think of it. Yeah. And then also, I'm not really giving this one as my answer, but yeah. most recently, I was crying for half of the movie, which is really rare for West Side Story. The most recent oh, West gosh. Side Story that came out. I mean,
2: yes, that's and very just, emotional. Like, movie, yeah. I could,
1: yeah, I couldn't stop. I, I mean, I could name The Pianist. I could name Boy in the Striped Pajamas. As you know, what I mean, it's just like the saddest films mm. um, that I've seen. But I've actually, at the risk of, of really being poked fun of a lot, because I have for this. I've cried more during the Rocky series than anything. Really? Now I grew up watching them, so I cried a lot as (laughs) a kid, right? But you you know, the death of Mickey and the music that swells up, which is beautiful, as a kid, broke me. Uh And then, like, even though she comes out of her coma, Adrian going into a coma broke me. Uh Apollo dying in the fourth one broke me. Um, I, you know, I had tears in my eyes when. Uh, in the most recent or the first Creed movie when Michael yeah. Jordan says, I got to prove I'm not a mistake. You know what I mean? And then he rises up with the, the Rocky music. But Rocky five has a scene. Rocky five is the worst Rocky movie of all time. Um, it's a terrible right. movie. There's a scene in it that might be my favorite scene of any Rocky film ever. And there's just something about kind of not just the nostalgia but kind of the lost time when you can't get time back and there's like sure. a flashback scene where he's in the old gym and it's all rotted and fallen apart nobody's using it anymore and there's a flashback of, of of Rocky and and um and Mickey and that one just um, stands out in my mind it's only like a 2 or 3 minute scene it's really beautiful and it um it just it brings you know I don't. I'm not. Way. I'm not. Just tears aren't running down my face. Yeah. But that's the one I always think about because it just always brings tears to my eyes if I watch that on YouTube. Even um, that can do it. You love Rocky. Love him so much. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, switching gears. <laughs> uh, what is the film that made you laugh the most? Kelly Newman doesn't have to be the best comedy. But sure. what is the film yeah, that yeah. you remember just cracking the, you? Up this the most? is uh,
2: this is a tough one. I just I was writing so much stuff and uh, and I think that comedy is so much harder than what we were just talking yes. about. Yes. Getting me Truly. to cry. And 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 doing some really good drama, um, and uh, is is just easier. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, and you can so, manipulate me easily, but yeah. Make me laugh. Um. And and you know what we laughed at when we were ten is different. Might be the most we ever laughed sure. when we were twelve sure. years old watching a movie. That might be the most we ever laughed. So it was tough for me to answer because I was like, well, do I write what I? what i laughed at the most when i was 12
1: yes, i don't know <laughs> um we're on the same wavelength so here.
2: i i have a lot of different answers for this um and it was funny because i wrote all of these and then after i wrote it all down i was like wait but hamlet 2 <laughs> the best, comedy,
1: <laughs> the of best comedy of all time the best comedy
2: of all time and uh so the truly i don't remember i i mean you you appreciate hamlet 2 more more oh, than any person alive i think but yeah. um but i do too and um, I think my, my my gut answer to this was the original Austin Powers, though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough because it's not Mike Myers' best work. Uh, Wayne's World is m- probably my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah. Oh, and I think there's so more... Good good and smart comedy in wayne's world sure. that still makes me laugh today than any of these other ones but i think probably austin powers was the one that i laughed the most and by the way it holds up i mean i watched it not that long ago with the group yes. on my movie yes. group and uh, it's really tight and good sure. and sure. smart um but uh, there are just so many different decades of comedy that have changed so much a drama yep. from the 30s yep. is just like a drama from now you know, with very few exceptions, yeah. but comedy has changed every single decade. So it's, it's an impossible yeah, thing. Yeah, it's true. To Pacing is the
1: only big thing and effects that have changed in like a drama. But for comedy, Correct. it's like the whole yeah. style of comedy. Yeah. Does the the entire
2: shift. and what we find funny and why we find it funny and what we're kind of willing to laugh at has how changed. How quickly something becomes problematic. Um, because I wrote down, laugh. I started, I started writing things down as like honorable mentions and I'm like, wow, these are from so many different decades. Like I love Arthur so much. Yes. Nineteen eighty one, and then I love all of the Mel Brooks stuff, but his kind of big trilogy of Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and then uh, Spaceballs. Oh God, um, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, those might be the best comedies of all time. Sure, sure. Um, and then you know, I write down the, the Mike Myers stuff. I also think uh, there's, uh, I mean, Bowfinger is in there somewhere. Oh man, um, yeah. But oh, then, but yeah. then I get into the more modern stuff, and I'm like, but then, like, forgetting Sarah, Mar- super bad, and forgetting Sarah Marshall also. Agreed. Just are a new genre of the best comedies of all and time ushered in the next wave, and yeah. so it's it's an imp. This is probably one of the most impossible ones on this list. But but again, the answer of what made me laugh so hard. You know, memory is terrible. We don't we don't really have we don't really know that our memories are true. But my yep. memory is that I laughed at Austin Powers more than anything I've ever seen.
1: I think that's a solid answer, man. Look, yeah. comedy is the most difficult genre to judge, anyway. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, I, and I actually heard it recently. This isn't my thought, but I think it's pretty true. Um, it's not that I don't love comedy movies, but there was a comedian that was talking about this who said, "You know, film is not the." the best or truest form for comedy. He's like, I love comedies as a movie. Sure. But film is not the vehicle. Like if you want the best vehicle for this art form, he's like, it's, it's actually not film. He's like, what is it? Well, he was essentially saying maybe it's something stripped down, like stand up, where someone's just, it's just the comedy. Like, and there's a connection that's personal and maybe that's it's a lot. Yeah. So it was just interesting to think yeah. about. I, yeah, I think yeah. there's some truth to it. Yeah. But you know, if you ask me what is the best comedy that's made, I, I'm always going to go with to a certain degree, okay, it's gotta be a film that's really well made that's also funny, right? So I would say either like Doctor Strange Love or Young Frankenstein, right? right? right. Now, Young Frankenstein is the one that kind of crosses, bridges the gap because it also is one of the funniest movies to me, yeah. but it's like the creation of that, the um, execution of that is so well done and yeah. it's so clever, right? right? It's like the invention of it in addition to the comedy. Yeah. Um. But if you're asking me what's the movie you laughed the hardest at, like, you know, uh national lampoon's vacation right like the first vacation i think people are generally going to name like an airplane or a naked gun or something that just is so many gags like an austin powers that just cracks you up wall to wall it doesn't even have to be well made you know what i mean like not saying those aren't Um, and for me yeah there are two that stand out in terms of just i could not stop laughing um and so much of this comes down to when did you see it yeah, or Like you said, how were the circumstances you saw it in? How old were you? Were you with a group? I saw the hangover in a theater almost by myself. Yeah. And the first go around was just kind of like, well, that was funny, but I don't, you know, that was a phenomenon sure. for everyone. And I like missed it because of the circumstances I saw it in. But the hardest I've ever laughed was as a 12 year old watching happy Gilmore. Yeah, sure. with My buddy, TK and Andrew, I know and I left out Adam Sandler, but as yeah. a kid, no, I get I mean, it. I get look, it. Yeah, there's yeah. so many, but as a um, college freshman going to old school, with a group of college buddies. <laughs> Those are the two times that I laughed so hard that it hurt. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. My stomach was hurting. Uh, my abs were not in shape for this. Right. With tears in my eyes. But I do think <clears throat> there's nothing like being 12. I'm, I'm picking Happy Gilmore because I was – look, we were watching it in, like, their living room or something, and I was on the floor – You know what I mean? Like convulsing. Like I I could not stop laughing. I had never seen anything (laughs) like that. I saw Happy Gilmore before I saw Billy Madison. Right, me too. And like I could, I could also rattle off a bunch of Jim Carrey. I mean, he's the king for me for my era. Growing up, I know I
2: left him out. But but
1: look, it's this one is maybe the most difficult, and I'm going with Happy Gilmore. Um. So we've both got fun, stupid comedies. I also wanna. I also lives. wanna say that uh, seeing Jackass Forever a few months ago
2: <laughs> great, with man. a group of friends, yes, yes, was in the last probably five, six, seven, ten years the hardest I have laughed. Sure, for sure. sure. And listen, um, there, there, so, there were yeah.
1: movies like Borat that I remember people were losing their minds in the theater <laughs> at, and I wonder sometimes, you know. What if I had gone into that the way I went into Happy Gilmore old school without really seeing many trailers? Right. Can you imagine walking into Bull Rat and then realizing like what, <laughs> what it, it was like ten yeah. minutes in and not having <laughs> any preview of what was coming? Sure. So anyway, uh, I think that I think your answer is actually solid. And um, thanks. Okay. And cool. we'll move on to something much darker. Yeah. Um, neither of us are huge horror fans, but Kelly, question number six: What is the film that scared you the most? Um,
2: this one is really tough. Uh, I. I, this is a crazy answer. I wrote down War of the Worlds. Um, I mean, not crazy. So I, at this point, have caught up on a lot of the horror that I've never seen. I still am a little lacking in the, like, what you'd call, like, the torture porn category. Sure. I don't have any interest in it. Um, yeah, and me I, too. And then, and then even the older kind of stuff that spawned that like I've never seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre which is oh. considered a classic yeah. can't recommend it. But it, it to you. still is in that same vein to me sort of mm-hmm. um sure. and it's not to say that I don't enjoy a well-made gory movie or whatever but um but a combination of having you know going through a a really good horror film class in college that gave me a lot of weird like Foreign horror background, and then, yeah. um, and then, just more recent years, we have so much really good like atmospheric and full horror now. And I go to all of it. Like I've right. got some that right. I'll talk about in in the movie section. Um, but man, remembering when War of the Worlds came out, and I've probably told this story, but I'll tell it again. Um, I was with my mom. We were in Vegas. We saw War of the Worlds in uh, you know a random theater on sure. the strip there, sure. and and we uh, I remember you know, that movie escalates and, uh, <laughs> yeah. the scene with Tim Robbins, the entire sequence of Tim Robbins, um, the daughter, you know, uh, Dakota Fanning is so traumatized by that point. That and is the most, she's horrific. getting, she's getting yeah. to a real, she's, she's catatonic and, uh, Tom Cruise is doing just such a great job. Like, I know that this is an action movie, but it's also like a very good drama that he's in. Um, he's just doing great work. And when we get to that sequence, everything's so bleak and it's so claustrophobic and it, it, there, you can't even imagine this movie that, that the human race will get out of this. Um, it's such a horrible feeling. The stakes are so much higher than they have ever been in any horror in any movie virtually that I've ever seen because the way that people are dying, um, the total lack of control over the threat, um, all of it is so bad. Uh, and I remember needing to pee and I went to (laughs) during that Tim Robbins sequence, I went to the bathroom and my hands were just shaking. My whole body was shaking at the urinal. Um, and, uh, and I love that movie, but it, uh, it, it affected me more than (laughs) more than than any of these other movies. So that's my answer, you know, and I went through the list of like, okay, like the grudge and the ring and that 2000 stuff that was kind of like, and I'm like, to me, that doesn't even hold a candle, even though those were objectively scary, meaning there were scares in them. Um, and then more recent stuff like Babadook is very good. I also wrote down the original Nosferatu. I saw that in college. And oh, I'm man. Like, that's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Top five, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, even Alien is a really, yeah. really, really, oh, really effective horror film. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, but again, it's what scared me the most. I think, I think War of the Worlds was, yeah. Anyways, go on. I think that's Your, solid. Yours. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, this is another one that's kind of difficult as a genre to kind of name. Like, I never know where to put horror movies because it's not necessarily my favorite genre and and i also think some of this like all movies that are on the all-time top list or whatever depends on not just when you you know it's funny society is like each individual person when did you see something makes a difference in how scary it is and how effective it is and we we always hear the exorcist and it's like i see that movie didn't scare me at all but here's but here and here's the thing about that i think in an era where there is no internet, we're less connected and you've never seen anything like that. <laughs> I think for an entire sure, society, sure. I mean, I think, it, I think this is proven in how yeah. people reacted to it, yeah. but I think an entire society can react in a way where people talk about just puking in the theater and stuff. I oh, think an entire man. society, if they, haven't, if they haven't been exposed to something, can react the same way as if you show a young child something that's terrifying and traumatizing uh-huh. they've never seen anything and it just stays with them. And I think that's part of the reason that we give credit to these movies for when they came out. For me... Nothing touches the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I only watched it because um, I was in a, a, a genre film class. Yeah. And it was, you know, the horror movie that was assigned. There's something about that movie. It's not even like jump scares or scary. It, it feels like evil has been um, uh. captured on the, you know what I mean, on the screen. Like, it looks like a snuff film. That's very interesting. It, it feels yeah. real. It's disturbing more than it's scary. And it's like just keeps being disturbing. And obviously they're trying to emulate it now in that movie, what is it, X? I can't remember that yeah. what that movie's called. I, you know, I saw it. Did there's a lot of movies like, I haven't seen it okay, yet, yeah. but there's a lot of movies like that. And I, I was talking to my mom about this recently who hates horror. And I was like, I don't ever know how to evaluate these because if I'm being truthful and I'm saying objectively, you know, here are the hundred greatest movies, then that movie should be like in a on a top ten of my list for like being the most effective horror movie like scary movie right sure. and i want to name it as like the worst movie i've ever seen <laughs> you know what i mean because i have no interest in sure, like going yeah. back to it I, I like wish in a way i wish i hadn't seen it even though i'm glad i did that's interesting um, so yeah. that to me just in a lot of stuff in the 70s feels like that i don't know how they did it it feels too real it feels like you're in the movie more than stuff even today that is i think superior filmmaking you know in a yeah. lot of ways yeah. and but um but that's not my answer it's watership down <laughs> so
2: yeah, as okay, as yeah. a young
1: child, my dad brought home a movie an animated movie with bunnies. Right. And um all I'll tell everybody who hasn't heard me talk about this before is um check out Watership <laughs> Down. You'll understand what I'm talking about. It's sort of an allegory for the Holocaust with bunnies and I watched it as a small child. Uh, nothing's come close to you scary. You have me that talked bad. about that trauma before. before
2: and I uh, yeah. I have I've never seen that movie, but I the the, the that ship has passed or has sailed because <laughs> I because that I, train I, has sailed as train has says. sailed. Says uh yeah i uh i just i don't know that i could watch something like that and, and care nowadays but um,
1: i i understand yeah. i understand anyways um and north very you. good yeah um so uh, question number seven kelly uh what is a a a bad film, a film that critics don't like, or, or maybe just people that you know would shit on sure. that you, you don't give a shit. You un- unapologetically, you love this movie and f- fuck everybody. Um, it's, you know it's what's really like.
2: funny about you? Cause you have another, uh, category a little bit further down, which is what's a movie you used to love and it doesn't hold up. Yeah. And sure. these, these two are kind of tied together yeah, in like my the mind because I, 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 st- when I, when I think of that answer, I think, okay. So, uh, I, I think my answer is Lost in Space, nineteen ninety eight. Great, great answer to this um, question. That's my answer. I have so many honorable mentions. There are yep. so many that I that I uh, because I don't care if I like something other people don't like. Sure. There's no part of me that gives a shit. Um, but uh, in terms of like what made the most impact on me, one that I would still love to watch right now, uh-huh. and I would look through every single stupid aspect of it. I would just, it would be invisible to me. Um, he's probably, yeah, lost in space, 1998. Um, and I guess it was just, I was 10 and like Will Robinson's, uh, 10 in sure, that movie. Yeah. And, um, and he's, a, he plays to. with gadgets and he's good with electronics uh-huh. and he's going to save the family. And I just, I was like, yeah, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, I think my sister took me to see that in the theaters in 98. And, um, and I know that it's not good. But I but I also I also want to make the point that when you watch that movie, they spent a fuckload of money on that movie. Like it is with the exception of some bad CG because it's the 90s and it's they they had to do some CG and they didn't they didn't do that great of a job. Um, The visuals and the sets and the production design Uh and even the plot of that movie are all really good and rich and great sci fi. Um, and I think that's another reason that I loved this recent Lost in Space reboot on Netflix, which was just a th- short three season thing. Um, I think it was. Three yeah, it was seasons. a solid um, reboot, really b- beautiful reboot. And and in so many ways, the the problem with the original Lost in Space, which is primarily like the dialogue of it, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and some of the performances, is not significantly better in the new Lost in Space. It's just that the world that they're building and the production design and everything is just so rich and it's positive and it's good space stuff and it's what Star Trek should be. Sure. Um, that, uh, I don't know, I'm just very partial to that whole world. I also wrote down like Blue
1: Crush. <laughs> like,
2: I yeah. fucking love Blue hey, Crush. <laughs> listen, this is
1: what this question is for. Yeah, this so, is where we throw and, these out. Uh,
2: we've talked about Capricorn One. I think a lot of people think that's kind of a
1: lame movie. I love that movie so Do much. Do people think that one's lame? I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. actually. I shouldn't say I think that. I that movie, you introduced me to that movie. And I was like, "This is great." Yeah, like, I really enjoyed. That was a hidden gem that I I really enjoyed. My dad said right. that in conversation the other day. Mom's on the roof, which
2: is the end of the joke <laughs> that uh, that uh, Sam Warson tells tells in that movie. Um, so good. And uh, uh, you know, there are there are so many. I love the Stupids. Um, I was telling <laughs> yeah. my friend Mike about the yeah. Stupids the other day. Yeah. I was telling him what the what the conceit is with the Stupids, and I'm like, it's objectively terrible, but it sure. is. Sure. Just like, how can a person write this? And how did a studio green light this? You know, it's yep. more impressive yep. I'm with for you. all that. Um, I love Evolution. I love Red Planet.
1: Anyways, go on. Yeah, there's yeah, a ton. Th- yeah. No, Tell this, me is, yours. this is one also. I'm the same as you. Um, I think if you're a movie fan, you know, forget movie criticism, but like yeah. a movie fan, you're going to have, like like we are, you're going to have a ton of these, right? I could yes. name a thousand. Yeah, I mean, right. I, could, I could, you know, as a, I've talked about this a lot almost in defense of my continuing to believe that the original star Wars trilogy are just incredible movies that hold up really well and are just, just great examples of great filmmaking that have, you know, have themes that are always relative and have everything dates, but I think they've held up incredibly well. So the, the reason that I, one of my defenses of that is that when I was a kid, you know, I loved masters of the universe just as much as star Wars and I'm aware now watching that that Dolph Lundgren's not a good actor, you know, and this is, and they <laughs> wait, shot, wait, what? They, they shot this on Earth rather than Eternia because Ugh. they didn't have money. You know, they had money for one big set. Sure. Um, and I could say that. I could say Masters of the Universe. I could say Last Starfighter, you know what I mean, for this sure. one, as far as something that uh, I will defend. Um, I think for me, just because growing up, I didn't know that people thought this movie was garbage. <laughs> uh, it's Ron Howard uh, directing. It's George Lucas's creation. They're going, it's clearly something that a lot of people love because they're going to do a series of it now. It's in the works. Um, um, Kevin Pollock is in it. They're, you know, Warwick Davis. Um, to me, the original Willow is such like a, a beautiful... Which I have never seen. I mean, and it's not... Look, it's not your genre, as we've talked about yeah, before. Yeah. But it is a beautiful, contained kind of simple but magical uh, story. And yeah, it's, it. just, it's just... I don't understand what people think it's terrible about it. I'm not saying in any way this should be remembered for everyone forever. Um, but I don't, I just kind of don't get the, oh, that was garbage, right? Yeah. Um, I do want to just a little, uh, that's my my choice. But I do just want to throw out, this is not a movie I love enough to have answered this way. But I've talked to you about this before. The hate that the Lone Ranger got. Oh my God! Yeah, totally. When when people (laughs) still loved and defended the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It's the same. It's all the same. Every Pirates of the Caribbean uh, sequel is garbage, right? But people were still going to those, and no one was saying these are bad. They might not have been saying this is great, but they weren't saying it's bad. And it was Pirates of the Caribbean on the sand, and suddenly it's like all the hatred for all of the sequels of Pirates of the Caribbean. All got thrust onto the Lone Ranger movie, and I'll never understand it. It's not a great movie, but it's just a fine movie, and to me, um, so anyway,
2: people and critics have no objectivity ever. Um, That's true, it, including like, me. Like, I I matter. know that uh, in the mind of a critic, they must think they do. They go into a movie and they go, "I'm starting with a clean slate. You know, yep. I'm gonna just you know rate this on its merits." But when you watch something like the Lone Ranger, which is like really impressive and entertaining. Sure, and it's yeah. just a ride. And obviously it's based on a TV show that really most people today didn't even see. Yep. I mean, I don't know if 10 that, years right? ago or whatever, sure. 15, 15 years ago or whatever, but it, yeah, that's just a fun mo- there are so many movies that are just really fun and they get shit on and
1: uh, I don't get it. And technically really lovely to look at. Exactly. I mean, it's not exactly. like it's a yeah. made. So anyway, I just little little That's side a great rant. answer. Side I, rant. I I uh, totally forgot about that. Yeah. So um, um we'll we'll keep it moving here. Yeah, Question yeah. number 8. Uh, what is a film that means something to you? Not because of the film itself doesn't mean it can't be good, yeah, but it's right. the context of what you saw it. It's the experience of seeing it that that movie always will hold a place in your heart.
2: This to me was uh, an easy one. It's Orange County. Oh, great answer And um, great when answer. I was uh, I was living in Florida and I was starting high school and I was like really not happy living in Florida for many reasons, but I um, I saw this movie. And my dad had coincidentally just moved to Orange County and I was just uh, – my, my brain switched to be um, kind of uh, – there was a – was it wasn't even necessarily when I saw the movie, but I think it they went hand in hand. I saw the movie and I – my brain started to kind of conceptualize, oh, what am I going to do with my life? And it was helped by that movie, but it all just was a perfect storm of like, you know, um, Colin Hanks's character in that movie is really struggling. He he's he's uh, you know an A plus student, and he's like got the world you know <laughs> you know available to him, but he's just kind of being lazy with his friends surfing and whatnot, and he doesn't know what he wants to do, and um, it's just like any other coming of age movie or you know, kind of career focused thing, but, um, but the, the, the desperation to leave where you're at, um, I came to a different conclusion than the character does in the movie. I'm not saying it's a parallel necessarily. It's almost an inverse. Um, but, um, but seeing that movie, it really kind of opened up my eyes to the concept of like filmmaking as a, even though that's not because of the merits of the movie so much, but Um, filmmaking became very uh, much a focus in my head and it was like, all right, well, I might prefer to do that for a living, which is not really what I do for a living, but you get the idea. And, And, um... And I, I was just very, it was a very emotional movie for me. I, I, uh, my mom, uh, you know, supported me and got the, got the movie and got the soundtrack, you know, bought, bought me the DVD and soundtrack and I watched them a lot. And, uh, and then oddly enough, months later I moved to Orange County, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Came so it was, it was all right there. And, um, and uh I don't know that's a silly movie but it uh really had a lot of resonance with uh, me.
1: I think that's me. a great answer yeah. and um, Anyways, and I love that movie. So um Tell me yours. The uh the one for me um I, I both of these kind of center around my dad um because again he's the one I remember sitting next to going sure. to see Last Crusade in the theater for the first movie I saw in the on the big screen. Um, so that one's definitely in the running. He's also the guy who read me Lord of the Rings as a kid. And did getting, he really? Getting to go. That was my bedtime story. Forget about no Dr. Shoes. We did nightly, you know. I did not know Smaller that. chunks. He read me The Hobbit. Because
2: that's, isn't that some pretty dense
1: text? So, th- yeah. And, and, and it wasn't necessarily a good idea. It just worked out okay. for me. So he tried to read. My dad, made you real here, smart really part about it. My dad's not a fantasy fan. He, he, you okay. know, it's not like he, that's his genre or Star Wars. He was assigned Lord of the Rings in college. I see. And was like, oh, this is going to be brutal. You know, just not his thing. It was just that story for whatever reason that he really fell in love with. Like, uh-huh. outside of that, my dad was a sports movie guy. I see. Indiana Jones, sure. you know, much more broad in yeah, terms of yeah, drawing yeah. people in. And, you know, he liked Kevin Costner movies, you know what I mean, like, sure. that kind of stuff. So for whatever reason, it really resonated with him. And he tried reading me and my brother, The Hobbit, which is a kid's book. Now, uh-huh. it's you know still 300 pages, but tried reading us that. Again, I'm probably five. My brother's like eight. Brother had no interest. Before bed, he my brother would just fall asleep every night, right? But in me sticking around for The Hobbit. He's like, we're going to give Lord of the Rings a shot. Wow. Now, we did it over the course of like a year or like a year and a half. Sure. you know, you got to break it up like crazy. But we went through that whole thing. And so being like 18 when those movies finally came out and uh-huh. getting to go to the first movie with him and then having it be good. I mean, I talked about the opening sequence. Sure. But, you know, we were both kind of like, this might suck, but like, let's do it. Right. Um, was really, really special. Um, I am, though, however, gonna going to stay with Last Crusade as the pick. Because not only is it one of my favorite movies of all time, yeah. the first movie I saw on the big screen, but you'll remember uh, the only movie that I ever rented out of theater uh, for a <laughs> birthday and brought all my friends. And yeah. we watched this movie on the big screen. And, like, you know, it holds two of my favorite movie going experiences ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And it's one yep. film and it's one of my favorite movies. So even though I think it's a great movie, um, I- I'm-, I'm going with Last Crusade just because it's giving me so many. Great kind of moments, you know what I mean, in terms of the context that I saw yeah. it. Um, and listen, it was it was neck and neck between that and The Man in the Iron Mask, which I went on my first <laughs> seventh grade date, uh, thirteen and. You know, held hands, all kinds of crazy stuff. But I'm I'm gonna go with you kiss on the uh, date. Oh, Kelly, of course not. We we held hands. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, that's pretty close. Thirteen year old date. Yeah. Oh, look, we fondled a bit. Um, That's like a walk to first base. But it's (laughs) just to me the funniest part about that, and the reason I tell the story is it's the I I repeat, it's the man in the iron mask. That's so funny. That's so. Two DiCaprios on screen. Uh, Uh, But yeah, Last Crusade for me. Uh, Question number nine, uh, which is one of my favorites, Uh, Kelly. What is the film that you've watched over and over again the most in your life?
2: I mean, this one is going to come up a few times just because it's my favorite movie it's got to be back to the future this is the one i knew there's no there's no question because it you know the movie is so highly kind of like technical in a way that it was something that me and my dad watched over and over and over yeah a lot of people would argue a perfect film perfect construction yeah um yeah it is uh it is just so rewatchable and i know every frame of it i think uh and every line um yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I, I have very little to say on this one, too. Um, I'm an open book on this one as well. Obviously, it's Star Wars. It's high up there. I was going to bring The Rock in only because... I wrote down Jurassic Park and The Rock as yeah, sure. two and three. So Star Wars, you could really... Pro- I've probably like, seen... I love Star Wars almost as much as you do, I'm sure. Sure, sure.
2: And I still think I've seen The Rock more.
1: <laughs> I, no, and that that's where I was going to with this. So... I became obsessed with Star Wars as a kid and watched them over and over again, right? Sure. I probably have seen all three of the original Star Wars more than any other movie, right? Okay. That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. But if you count it as the trilogy or the original, I'm sure I've seen the original the most. Yeah. But, you know, it's because I started so early with Star Wars and I've continued to watch it. And then as they brought out new ones, I've rewatched them and I've shown so many people Star Wars that had not seen it. I've sure. made that my mission, even when they ended up maybe not liking it afterwards. But, you know, as a kid, there's a long stretch until maybe like nine or ten years old Right, probably seen the G.I. Joe movie just as much as Star Wars, right? Uh-huh. And then there was a run in, when we were watching The Rock, I meant to mention this during the commentary, you know, there's a handful, Speed, The Rock, mm. Independence Day, there's a handful of movies from movies, that uh, time period yeah. where you're watching movies with your friends all the time. You first start going to the theater by you, yourself, yep. or at least yep. we did. There's a handful of movies there, some that aren't even that great, that are, again, in the top 10. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you have this one that you love the most and you saw since you were a kid, Then you have maybe one or two that fell off that you watched a ton when you were little. And then you have that group in your teens. I mean, now you and me, again, we talk about this. We go to so many movies, it's kind of impossible to to watch -watch anything as over and over again, even if you love it. It's got to be Star Wars for me. The only other one I would throw in there, kind of in the running, probably in the top ten... For so long, I watched Love Actually every Christmas, oh, yeah, so the fact nice. that it comes around once a year a and sometimes to. more than once, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just always going to watch that once because that's something yeah, my family used good. to watch like and that, yeah. Else. But yeah, Star Wars for me um, and Back to the Future for you, I think that's probably as predictable nice, uh, yeah. answers as we can get. Um, this one is really tricky but I love the question this is taking yourself out of it as much as you can we're all subjective to a degree but what do you think is the pinnacle of film what is objectively the best film ever made the way that Brett Goldstein asked this is if aliens came down you had to show them something to represent cinema in one film what do you pick it's really tough
2: Um, well what you just said gives a lot more context to the question than just the question alone sure which which, is all I gave you which is all you you gave me because what I wrote down (laughs) so he wrote number 10 what is it subjectively the best film ever made question mark i wrote down did you mean subjectively because <laughs> this is like this is like the, the literally argument sure. it's like are you saying literally literally or are you saying literally figuratively and this is good point good point. when I you ask this question i'm just like well wait
1: that's not what that means. I will not make this mistake on our 100th episode when we return to this question. I
2: think the question is what is subjectively the best movie ever made. But I think what you're getting at, which is fair, the way that Brett, you know, describes it, whatever. Um, and, you know, I wrote down, like, okay, well, taking yourself out of it means taking yourself out of it. What are the uh, the the most objective ways that we can we can answer this. And it's not even something from my head because if it was from my head, then it would be subjective. So, um, you know, IMDB says it's the Shawshank redemption. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, Rotten by Tomatoes, God, by the way, with their weighted system where they give weight to certain critics that are more, like, I, I don't exactly know how their weighted system goes, but the weighted answer to this from Rotten Tomatoes is it happened one night. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. It's not the highest number, but it is with their weighted system. Sure. And uh, so you can see something. It's at 99% Jeez. from critical no perfect movies, then. There are hundreds, <laughs> but those hundreds aren't weighted the same way. Right. Um, so it's interesting because I love It Happened One Night, and I do think that it's one of the great early examples of filmmaking. Yeah, I I, I do love it, and I would watch it today. I Shawshank might Redemption is like, I don't really care about. I'm not on that train. It is oh, a good movie. Fair enough. But I don't consider it to be like it's a classic like hundreds of other movies are classics. Uh, I don't Fair know enough. why it's number 1 for a lot of people in the same way that I don't know why Godfather is number 1. I'd put Godfather over Shawshank Redemption if we if we're doing this. Sure. I would I would put Godfather first. I um, would too. I do. The subjective answer to this question is fucking Back to the Future. Like there's no question. Um right. so, you know, th- that's why this is going to come up for me a few times in this uh in this quiz, but um yeah, that's that's all I
1: got. <laughs> what, what do you think? I, I don't think that's a bad choice I mean look people have talked about and written About uh, Back to the Future Being if we're talking about the construct Of a movie right because we talk about this a lot it's not just The story it is using the elements Of cinema mm-hmm. to bring the story to life um, Back to the Future is one along With Raiders of the Lost Ark that I've heard a lot just construction-wise. Sure. Oh, it's a perfectly constructed movie. I know Soderbergh has talked about Raiders being... Right. You know, you can take out the color and change yeah. the score, and it's still the rhythm and, you know, the pacing and everything's perfect. Um, Godfather's an easy go-to. Um, I think Godfather, sort of all the aspects, the performances, the story, the music, yeah. that kind of thing, the lighting, um, even though I'm not an expert on these things, I feel like the tone and the feel of that... Right. I understand that argument for people. I also understand the idea of Citizen Kane being the pick, right? When people talk about there's an idea behind every shot. In theory, that was like a subject that I'm more interested in, you know, or a genre that really pulled me in more, or I thought was more universal, although that movie is kind of has universal themes. I think that would be the perfect idea for one. I love that you did research. I love that you looked up (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes because – IMDb, I, I knew, had Shawshank right above Godfather is the best. Yep. Um, Flickchart that I read stuff on has Star Wars as the best. That's more of a fan site. Right. Um, you've got Citizen Kane for AFI's pick. You've got uh, Vertigo, which is where wonder what Letterboxd is. Yeah, that would be an interesting... I don't know, I'll look, but go yeah, on. Yeah, interesting thing. So um, I feel like 2001 should also be in there just as like a technical achievement, but I also feel like the human experience is so removed from it. <laughs> Maybe that would be the best one to show Aliens. Um,
2: I think, I think, I think, yeah. It, it's I, to me, it's a different question. If the question is, "What movie do you show aliens to represent filmmaking by the human race?" Uh, yeah, that's a, that's well, an interesting question that I think I would think about a little differently. Sure, um, sure. Because then the answer would be Blue Crush. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we want them to want them to like
1: us. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I hey, love um, no. Hawaii. Listen, uh, it's kind of a cop out answer, but like I said, I I feel like I have to go with The Godfather um because yeah, i I, I, get I that, just yeah. the only reason the godfather is in my top 10 is it is not because this is a my kind of story it's it truly i mean i think it's the perfect downfall having recently wa- rewatched revenge of the sith i can tell you that it's the yin to that yang <laughs> in regards to like a perfect uh sort of uh descent into into darkness sure um but yeah i think um I, I, I don't like picking a movie that's not uplifting and joyful because I think film by its nature is that. I would agree. But, with uh, but that, I think, yeah. yeah, in terms of kind of all the different aspects, I think they all come together as well in The Godfather as anything. So that will be my choice for this. Um, and switching gears for question 11, what's the worst movie you've ever seen, Kelly? Um Before this we really get into hard. this
2: worst movie, oh, yeah. um, I uh, just want to. S- I, I think I have an answer to this. Uh, it's tough. I don't exactly know how to even search on Letterboxd, but Letterboxd is full of like lists, you know. So sure. anybody can make a list, and I and I, uh, there's probably some uh, app-generated lists that are not user-generated. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it seems like the answer might be um, everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> um, wow! It, uh, you know, fr- it says from weighted reviews. It Very is now film. the highest. And um, uh, I mean, this is a list called official top 250 narrative feature films. And um, and it has that. And it's got Parasite number two. And it's got Come and See number three. I mean, this Seen is the, you know, uh, uh, Letterboxd is definitely like a cinephile, uh, you know, website. It doesn't have Godfather until number five. Um, mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. there's a, definitely a lot of uh, Asian-inspired movies. Shawshank Redemption comes in at number thirteen. You got Dark Knight seventeen, Goodfellas twenty. But it's the Usual really,
1: Suspects are all in the top twenty.
2: Yeah, but. what's funny though is it it's uh, no the Usual Suspects isn't on here at all. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, there's a <laughs> boom. It, yeah. There's a there's a little blurb here that says, "Fun fact: highest ranked movies in IMDb's top 250 that are absent in this letterbox list: Forrest Gump, The Green Mile, oh, Leon the mad.
1: Professional Gladiator, and American History X." Well, we can't give um, any weight to this if Forrest Gump's not in there because you know how I feel about that. I'd um, wait that one above shocking personally. Yeah. Right. Well, that's um, interesting though. Anyways, we can um, move on. And this yeah. is a question we could talk about forever. That's part of the reason I like it. Right. Not so much <laughs> that we can answer it. I just, I like thinking about it. Um, well, so, so 11 on the worst film uh, you've ever seen. Um, well, you, you go ahead first. Well, so <laughs> this is hard.
2: <laughs> and I, what I wrote down is this is a tough one because when you see a bad movie, you let it go. It doesn't take up space in your memory. You definitely don't watch it again, probably. Um, And short of its initial release, you really don't talk about it. Um, So the answer to this didn't really exist in my head. Um, You know, when you look up the lowest ranked movies on these same platforms that we were just talking about, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, so on and so forth, um, there are a ton in those lowest numbers, meaning they're they're flipping the list upside down and the Mm -hmm. ones with the least favorable reviews, you know, aggregated, there's a lot in there that you're like, that's not the fucking worst movie ever made. Those are totally fine.
1: I was going to touch on that have
2: 0% on Rotten Tomatoes or 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you're like, I, I didn't hate that movie. That was, you know, I get why it's bad, but, but there surely are, are worse movies. Of course. And, um, obviously it's all subjective, but, um, it seems to me that uh, so many critical reviews and then and then these aggregation sites um, they just it's it's unfortunate that that all of the aspects of the film are not taken into consideration when getting to that list because sure, yeah. they might have like an absolute dog shit script but they might have some of the best production value you've ever yeah, seen in exactly, a movie and exactly. you're like well wait a second like what is a movie? What is then? important to you? Yeah, yeah, and um, and I think audiences, especially, more much more than critics, um, are quick to judge a movie on how they feel without any of that additional analysis right. and that initial right. feelings. Kind of, once someone says that's a terrible movie. They bake it into their subconscious. They tell their friends when they get home or at work on Monday. And then that is the truth forever. It takes on a life of its own. And you're just kind of like, well, wait a second. But why? And usually they can't answer that. So what for you did
1: that, Kelly? Kelly, I guess that's the question. Cats.
2: uh, (laughs) Yeah. no
1: so <laughs> <laughs> that's, i think you're wrong man i think that's that might so be it you when, when
2: it. i saw cats which happened to be right before oh the pandemic started right that was like uh january 2020 um yep. i was i was in vegas working and a bunch of my friends that i work with very wonderfully like kind of helped me plan a, a night out where we went to dinner and we went to cats and we thought it would be fun i mean we smoked weed before cats so that we yes. at least you have were a better answer than me for this um, by the way. but um God, it was so bad. And yeah. and it's not to say that, again, the the technical achievement, what there is of that movie, it, you know, can't, uh, can't give it bad. some merit. <laughs> still bad um, to me. But I will say that a couple others that kind of share this same top spot, I, I don't even know if I would rank them lower than this, um, is in in our group, uh, Friday movie watching group, we re- – A couple of us had seen nothing but trouble. Sure. I own it from when I was little for some reason. And uh, that's a pretty terrible movie, too. Yeah, that could like truly terrible movie. And um, that could be it, man. And it's so off putting and so gross feeling and, and the 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 story is just bad and the script is bad. It's like they
1: were so on the wrong track from the beginning with the concept. Like every and aspect then everything of else got bad. so
2: bad and, and they did uh, like, it with such confidence. Well, like the props in it are, are good. But but virtually <laughs> sure, every other yeah, thing in it is just so terrible. Um, and I also wrote down Batman and Robin.
1: Um Yay, listen,
2: yeah. And, 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 and bad, that, that one that one definitely is at least watchable in Where some do you context, stand on so. the Avengers
1: from 90 uh 98?
2: You know, I saw that on a lot of lists and I can't bring myself to put that I still in enjoy here because it. I enjoy that movie. Me too. When that came out, I was really into it and I only now as an adult do I realize that people think that's a bad movie. I get why, but I I didn't realize right. it was ranked so low. Um, You have Ray Fiennes, you have Uma Thurman, you have Sean uh, Connery, Connery. you have a really great cast. Um, They spent a shitload of money. The sets are huge. Um, I just enjoyed all that. I thought it was a weird, quirky movie. Yeah, weird is the right um, answer. Just a
1: weird, weird movie.
2: I didn't see as bad. But uh, anyway, so I think the answer is Cats, and then like nothing but trouble. So
1: <laughs> You know, it's so funny. My mom, so we saw Cats on Broadway when I was a kid, and um, sure. and I like Cats. You know, the music's great and everything else. Yeah. And they, they had the trailer that had come out, and I remember my mom being kind of excited, and I remember <laughs> telling my mom, Mom, something is wrong. Like, and I'm talking from the trailer, and I've talked to you about this before. There was something about the look that wasn't just me. This became a thing online where people were like, it was off putting. Like, people were uncomfortable. And I read a whole thing about how if you make human faces. This is why people don't buy some CGI and it may, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't it's work for them. Called the
2: uncanny valley effect. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, close yeah. to a human but not quite there. We have something genetically where we're we think that's dangerous unfortunately to to Robert cool.
2: Zemeckis made a lot of movies with technology that wasn't quite there. So he started yep. with Polar Express. There was another he wanted one of to be on the he did cusp Beowulf. Of it. He did there were there were like yeah. three or four or and five he movies he made. Yeah. Um, and they all suffered from this uncanny Christmas valley Carol effect. The other one. Uh, thank you, Christmas Carol. Um, where, <laughs> yeah, it it truly triggers a a an instinctive feeling in us, uh, subconscious and uh, an involuntary thing, where we really don't like uh, that depiction of a human face. Now, the human faces on cats is kind of a little different than just trying to recreate sure, sure. a human <clears throat> form. Um, but it's all the same. And it and it really is, uh, in in essence, the same as what they did with Sonic. You know, that's a very famous thing yeah, now. Really that, that Sonic movie, he was a little too human. His eyes were a little too human. They, they were kind of small, beady eyes closer to human. When you had the reference of the character, and the character looked a certain way, make him look like the character in the game, and they didn't. They made him... They made him taller, a little more humanoid, and um, his hair wasn't as as billowy. So it was, it was all toned down to be more humanistic, and uh, they fucked up royally. They spent a lot of mo- mo- money recreating Sonic, and now Sonic looks great. Right, Wh- the, what yeah. he looks like doesn't trigger anything in us, but it did before, and it did with
1: cats too. It's Such a strange yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think your, yours is a great answer. Um. This is another one. You know, kind of like the best movie, right? Where if you're asking me to try to throw out an objective answer, you know you you could always say Plan Nine from Outer Space. That's one gets thrown out a lot. You could say The Room, which I gets know out I wrote that down. Uh, and, and this calls into question for me worse the than room either of those. might be objectively the worst movie ever made, but and, it's not subjectively my worst. And movie. it becomes it's the question of something so bad that it's good. Right. Can that still be? You know, maybe the middle ground is worse. Uh, if I ever.
2: can sit and I can enjoy watching The Room, and I can. Because I can, because we do sure, we yeah. go to screenings of it, then by definition, it deflates the you know whatever terrible you know you know uh, whatever whatever makes it bad. Is not as bad if you're sitting there enjoying and laughing and cheering along with it. So that's why it's subjective. And that's why I think
1: there's kind of a trilogy of considered the worst movies ever. I don't know if you ever saw the documentary Best Worst Movie, but it's about Troll 2. (laughs) To me, Troll (laughs) 2 is so much worse than The Room or Plan 9 from Outer Space just because it's not enjoyable. Like it's Uh, bad in that way. I don't know these. Um, But like you said, this is all subjective um, the movie Birdemic is a disaster. Um, th- we've talked about this a lot. I've talked about this with our buddy Tyler as well. The worst movie can never be a movie where – you know Fantastic 4 was being called the worst movie ever you know the one with there's Miles no Taylor. way and i never it, even saw yeah. that but and, there's and just it, listen, no way it's not Sorry. good and it's not even in the running it's somewhere in the middle the, yeah, like in, i said the production the is yeah. too good it's a professionally made movie right. the worst movie ever the boom mic falls into the shot and you know and the worst movie ever by the way is a movie we haven't seen but you know you'll never see it cuz it's the worst movie ever but the worst movie that yeah, i right. have ever seen again subjectively for me is a movie called the color of pomegranates which I is on notice. a list of the thousand and one movies you must see before you die. Which no way. And because it is, an art house, artistic, uh, very abstract film. That's the it is problem. an experimental film that I do art not understand. Art is dangerous. <laughs> and and listen, this is an artist who sort of recreated their works of art on film, but okay, for like yeah. two and a half hours, and that's it. It just it's you know like still paintings that are created with movement and just going from one shot to the other. It was excruciating, and at the time I saw it, having kind of I think if I saw it now, it wouldn't do anything for me. I wouldn't care about it. I don't think I would hold it in the same disregard. Right. Um, But for me, it's never going to be topped just because it was the the worst movie going experience I've ever had in this film class. Worse than Texas chainsaw. Yeah. Um, And I hate it. I hate it with everything I've got. It is the lowest rated movie I have on. I do in addition to letterbox, a flick chart where you actually do numbering. I see one to, and it's like 8,000 something on my (laughs) list. So it is the lowest rated. It will never, never climb. And look, years later I saw a movie called Wavelength. It's one shot. It just slowly zooms in slowly over the course of like an hour and a half across one room to like a picture on the wall. Um, that could be just as bad as color pomegranates. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's dumber, but color pomegranates is my answer. That's very um, interesting.
2: I haven't seen any of these. You've seen clearly a lot more so art stuff than me. And, uh, and that's, that's a tough, that's a tough area to get into because you're, you're, you're judging it on a whole different set of uh, things. Sure. Um, sure. B- possibly unjustly. right yeah um, of course but a movie is a movie sort of you know i don't know should be um yeah right
1: well we're almost finished here we got a couple left um i'm gonna ask you what the movie is that you used (laughs) to love uh but you've watched it recently or or at some point you watched it again and you said oh no it's not as good as i thought so uh, (laughs) this is funny uh the answer is the skulls
2: Um, and then an honorable mention to Planet of the Apes two thousand and one uh, Planet yeah, of the Apes two thousand and one is still a big budget like showy um, sure. you know Tim Burton movie that has plenty of merit. Tim Burton is not a bad director; he gets a little lost in style sometimes and um and this movie suffered a lot. And I know that even Tim Burton would admit to all of, all of the problems with with uh, Planet of the Apes 2001. But yeah. when I was growing up, I really loved it. Uh, it came out when I was 13. I watched it a lot. Um, right, right. And uh, we watched it recently as part of the Planet of the Apes series uh, as the one-off that happened in the middle yep. of yep. Uh, two franchises. And uh, watching it again with a group, I gotta say, I was like, wow, this is so much worse than I ever remembered <laughs> yeah. it being. Um, it's yeah. really it's fucking a terrible. Movie. I I like the ending still. I don't think that right. makes it bad. I just think all the stuff in the middle kind of makes it bad. Yeah. Some of the performances, yeah. And, well, yeah, a lot of the performances – um, we'll call it a misconnection but on the answer is the skulls because <laughs> when that movie came out I was just like oh this is cool a bunch of like college kids and secret society and, <laughs> oh, and they all get so a Ferrari bad. and it's like fucking it's so of its so era so bad, bad. For the I watched it not that long ago with a friend and uh, because I was talking it up I was just like you don't you don't sure, the yeah, skulls know. Um, in a very like nostalgic and also self-aware
1: way where we're like it,
2: it's, it's so bad it's good and it and sure. it really didn't hold up. It's we just, were just so bad. Like, it's
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, too. When you bring somebody into that, it feels almost like you're showing them something you made if you vouch Yeah, yeah, for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really tough. It's a dangerous oh, no, thing. Oh, going to get good. No, you love it, movies, it, yeah. Uh, it's real bad. Well, Anyways, I think that's a, that's a great answer. What's answer? Your answer? Uh, my answer, I, again, I... You got to be careful with this one because there's a lot of things I revisited and I was like, oh, no, this doesn't hold up. And I just maybe I wasn't in the right mood because then I'll watch them again three years later and I'm like, oh, it is good. Right. So, you know, this is this is one that, you know, you really got to make sure it doesn't hold up. And to me, the answer of that is Garden State. Um, it's not. It's listen. It's not that it's I a bad almost movie. put
2: that on one of the other categories sure. that that you know, like I almost put it in the one that meant the most to me in, in place of yeah. Orange County in the context um, or whatever in the context. Yeah, exactly. Look, it's not that but it's not on, a good yeah. movie,
1: but at the time that movie came out, it, it, this is again this to, is a good answer to my experience. I, I'm with you. At the time that movie came out, I would argue I was 19, but I would argue that movie was profound. I yes. mean, I yes. I was yes. like. Agreed. Talking about this movie, like, well, this is a top 20 movie ever, and... It's important, and that, and you know, it's important. Everything's That's the yeah, everything's problematic. I just this found is important. The idea of not having a home—it's just a place you put your suitcase when you leave. All of it now is kind of I'm pretentious. I'm so fucking and, numb. Yeah, I can't even. And, feel, I'm, I just can't even. And look, I'm white, but all of it feels very middle class white to me. <laughs> like in terms of problems, where I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can take this that seriously. So yeah, the answer for me is Garden State. Um, you know, I, I don't hate the movie. The movie is not a bad movie. Lithium is it's a hell of a drug. just... <laughs> just shouting into the abyss doesn't do the same thing for me now That is a wonderful
2: answer and i think that most people our age that felt that same significant wave of of uh, of that movie um would agree i haven't watched it super recently but i have seen it in the last few years and um what a disappointment! Yeah, what a disappointment <laughs> yeah, to look at yeah. it and go, "Oh, oh boy. this is not a poster I should have on my wall." <laughs> yep. and a lot of it's just random stuff. It's not profound. Um, it's random. So I don't dislike Zach Braff either, but he, I don't either. He, um, I don't. It, how weird that a movie can feel so significant, and not just to us at our age. People were comparing that movie to the at, fucking Graduate. At all uh, age, ages, and 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 types of people. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't just. You know, 16 year olds that were yeah. gushing
1: over it. But uh, I read wow, a comparison it, in like, I don't know if it was like Premiere magazine or something like The Hollywood Reporter. I'm telling you, they compare they were comparing it to The Graduate. And look, The Graduate was another one I should have mentioned, you know, it could be considered objectively the best. That's another one where like the technique of filmmaking is so utilized and telling the story. And so anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, OK. Hey, uh, you know what? There's a lot of good movies. There are so many good movies and so many bad movies. Yeah. Uh, okay, we on. love them all. Um, what is the movie, Kelly, that you believe you could have made if the circumstances were right? I think this is one of the most fun ones. So, like, what do you think, like, you know, you've, you've got the right crew or you've got the money or whatever. Yeah. What do you think is something that you could have churned out? This one is a wonderful question.
2: And I, this is probably the one I'm most disappointed that I don't have a better answer for. <laughs> okay. Because it's I tough. really, I, th- all of the beats of the question are there, but I just couldn't quite get an answer. And I think there, I know that there's a better answer for me personally out there. Um, but basically what I wrote down is when I, this question, what it seems like to me is that what I'm seeing on screen matches my kind of sensibilities as a human and, um, how I would maybe move the camera, you know, does the, does the camera show me what, what matches up with how my eyes interpret the world Um, in addition to are the people on screen interacting with each other in a way that I choose to interact with people. Right. Um, Meaning it kind of matches visually it matches kind of psychologically with who I think I am. And, um, and uh, I put down a really recent movie. Come on, come on. Hey, Um, nice! I I uh, I loved this movie so much, and it of course was totally snubbed at the Oscars. But um, I haven't seen all of Mike Mills' movies. um, But like he did Beginners a few years ago, love that movie. Great. Um, This movie is just so simplistic. It's very like Robert Altman. It's very you know. It it just it's just simply told even though it's a complicated story about family, but it's, you know, his movies are very just beautiful and gentle and and uh, simple. And I, so I come at it from the point of like, I'm not a director, I'm not a filmmaker. I I To answer this question with something like The Rock, you know, it's like, I might love <laughs> yeah. it and I might love yeah. the yeah. fun sensibility of it, but there is no reason to think that even with... 20 years of training and experience that I could ever achieve something technical, like a big budget action movie. Um, because it's, it's impossible to pull off these directors that do it well, um, are like gods among, you know, people. They're the lucky ones. Yeah. They've really tapped into something that is a true talent. Um, but then, and, 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 not to take away from a small, let's say indie movie from Mike Mills, but right. I guess I just mean that, um, slowing down and making a movie that is really thoughtful and, um, and more, more, uh, you know, thinking back to drama slice of life than anything else, right. um, is I think more my sensibility if I were to make a film myself and, um, and I, and, and it doesn't, you know, hurt that, uh, come on, come on, was um kind of about the production of a podcast in a way. <laughs> it's not sure. directly about that, it's about family and, and whatnot. But it uh but I uh, you know, watching that movie I'm like, oh man, this could be me. Like this the, you know, being an uncle, I don't have any kids, but it's a movie about an uncle getting closer with, you know, his nephew and uh kind of stepping into the parent role a bit and also you know, lugging around a a field recorder and a good microphone and 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 just listening to people's stories is um, I don't know. It feels very personal. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I I don't know. That's that's uh, that's my answer. I think that's yeah, yeah. a solid answer, man.
1: I think yeah. it's a solid answer. Um, I think I could have remade Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's. Clearly, my, my sentiment would never leave me here, but obviously, there's a lot of experimental bullshit that I could make, like the one I mentioned, Wavelength, where I could just sure. do a long yeah, shot yeah. across a room, and that's why it annoys me so much that some of these things make Th- these lists. They actually <laughs>
2: get, a, they get the recognition like, for yeah. being a movie. Yeah. If, if,
1: if none of us can, can really... I guess some people might connect on, on a truly emotional level that I, I just... Maybe I can't get there, yeah. and that's all fair. Like That could be, but if something is truly inaccessible beyond the person that put it into the world. I think the artist should still put it in the world. I'm for that. But having a reaction that is supposed to be for the masses saying for the masses, this is one of the best movies you have to see uh, seems silly to me. Um, You know, obviously I would, my sentiment leads me to the story. I've been kind of trying to to create my entire life is a version of star Wars or, you know, whatever you want to call Harry Potter. I've tried that world building sort of hero's journey. Yeah. Um, Clearly I can't, name that as one of the movies I could make, because (laughs) if circumstances were right, because even if I had the technical crew and the the money, I've never been able to actually nail the story to my liking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do, there's a part of me, and this is the most optimistic version of me, that thinks I could have made something like Silverado, because I have written a Western script that is very much of that tone, Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I would need, you know, a crew. I could certainly visualize that for someone I think and get someone there. Yeah. I remember Tarantino saying he didn't think he could ever be a director, just a writer until, um, it was Terrence Ma- or Terry Gilliam who told him Quentin, uh, you hire people to do all those things. You need to be able to communicate what you want to that person who's really good at this. Yeah, but you don't have to and, do the thing. And, and Tarantino's yeah. you know, like, "Oh, I can do that. I I have a billion movies in my head, and I can give them an example they can look at for everything I want. So in that way, I think maybe I could do something like that. But the answer for the to this for me is clerks. Um, <laughs> it, it, I yeah. it, it, I couldn't make it as good. Yeah. I'm just saying in, in the perfect circumstances, especially at my age now, and I think for the last like ten years. Um, I think I could turn out something similar in terms of not just humor, my dialogue wouldn't be as good, but in terms of sentiment. I mean, yeah. that movie yeah. very much in this kind of...
2: We poke, We both picked black and white movies. <laughs> well, that, that's the
1: other, the other reason that I picked that. We're real artists. Yeah, We're we alters. are. No, the, Hell yeah. Well, Kelly, the funny thing is the other reason I picked that, which to me would be much different for me than you in a lot of ways, is Kevin Smith famously... Talk shit about himself in terms of, so I put the camera on a tripod and then I let them act, right? Like, yeah. I, I can point it at the corner of the quickie mark, you know, and do that. That's so I think funny. technically it's not so difficult, also, that it just would be intimidating to me, right? So that would be my answer for that one. Clerk's that's I think, a good would answer. Be, I, would I, I get that, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have the same impact if I made it, yeah. Um, so only two questions left. Yeah. Uh, what is the film that you relate to the most? This can either be a character, the message of the movie, whatever it is, but is there a movie that feels personal to you in that way?
2: Um, there is, and I. this is another one that I'm angry I don't have a better answer for, um, but uh, a movie that I just love, love, love so much, and uh, I was a teenager when it came out, but has always struck me, is Matchstick Men, um, which is not like a... An emotional movie, necessarily it's a or good anything. Movie. It's a good movie. It's a good but um, I think it's one of Ridley Scott's best. And, and I think about it, and I'm like, wait, that's a Ridley Scott
1: movie. It's, I always it's, forget it's, that it's a not Scott a Steven movie. Soderbergh movie. Sure. Oh my God, you just blew my mind. Isn't that You're weird? Right. I think Soderbergh actually did that movie. I think, I think he think might have ghost know. made this
2: movie, <laughs> um, because I've been thinking about Soderbergh a lot lately. But um, but uh, so my my answer there comes from the fact that Nicholas Cage's character in that movie, I think, is one of for me the most kind of grounded characters he's ever played. I just think he's so wonderful in that movie just being a guy and obviously he suffers from OCD and some some compulsive things and you know all kinds of all kinds sure. of uh, psychological stuff. Um but that movie uh, so so aspects of his character that are struggling with that stuff definitely are things that I have. Um, at least in some way, but, um, I think emotionally and tonally the, the movie and how it portrays LA and how it portrays, um, kind of his struggles, I don't know, have always just felt extremely personal to me. Yeah, um, yeah. and, uh, so it's not so much that I see myself directly in it. Um, but, um, there's yeah, there's something about relating to the character, but relating to the overall visual quality of the movie and the tone of the movie is, it also just feels a lot like me, which is funny because you could almost take everything I just said and apply it to what's a movie you think you could make because it's the same thing. It's like, I see myself so much in the movie then maybe I could have made it, but I don't think so because I think it's, it's a really expertly crafted, you know, um, you know, b-
1: movie from from uh, from a great
3: great
2: director. Yeah, Anyways, and there's different um, ways to
1: interpret that question too, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, are yeah. you saying if perfect conditions in terms of I hone my craft more? Yeah, or, like I, know, I have another thirty, 30 years funds, to work but, on it. Yeah, exactly. But that's why it's kind of fun. Well, yeah. I think that's uh, anyway. Sorry, no, that's no, a, no. Yeah. I, I think that's good. Um, for me, this one's changed a lot throughout my life um, in right. terms of relating to. I mean. Early on in my in kind of my teenage years, I probably would have said Dead Poet Society. That, uh-huh. that movie just knocked me on my ass. That's great. It was so yeah, inspiring. Yeah. I still believe. It. I think it's such a romantic movie. And sure. Um, and again, as as a kid, as I mean, I I again, I know this makes me like a cliche, but I could I could say Star. I mean, Star Wars is the movie that sent me out to try to do what I wanted to do in sure. life. I mean, you know, it's it's something I've hearkened on a lot, but um. You talked about earlier where you were like, "Oh, movie, you know maybe I want to make movies, you know that kind of idea." Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even really know what that was but when I saw this movie it wasn't that I wanted to go live in Star Wars world like mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans super fans of Star Wars it was that they I was like the people do bug. this for yeah. a living like they're yeah. having fun and making believe and this kind of like that was the beginning for me of just like I'm never doing anything else I mean I never wanted to do anything else so um, but the movie today and for the last however many years and probably the rest of my life that I relate to the most and don't cry for me I think this is actually good and funny it's Hamlet 2 yeah sure the reason Hamlet 2 is so potent for me, in addition to being one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, so it's also hard. tragic. And that is the line. And it's I not know. just that, man, because I, I look, I'm again, I don't need any sympathy. I feel fine about where I'm in life. I've got, I've, I'm happy in my life. But when I tell you that anybody I think who's creative and has tried to be creative and has failed feels like this fucking teacher. At times, I'm such a dick, you know, and all this stuff. But, 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 uh, but never losing, (laughs) even though it's, even though it's a joke, never losing that spark of like, I really think I still have not lost, it has not been driven out of me, that spark and that romantic idea of really trying to create something and put something beautiful into the world. You know what I mean? Like, like actually say something and and say something. Yeah. And he does it in that movie and it's glorious and it's, it is. Per, one of the most personal movies to me yeah. that i've ever seen it's a great answer. i love it and yeah that's easily, a great answer. easy one for me easiest answer for me the final question of this quiz yeah. kelly you can only keep one movie uh to show everyone whenever you host a movie night the rest of your life you got to choose one what movie would you keep
2: um this is tough because i i, I also i'm sorry i don't i don 't know if I know the context I mean has, has is it implied that everyone's probably seen this no one 's seen it i don't know um, could be either
1: one. I'm, I thought this one would be easy for you
2: i I mean I put down back to the future again because I think yes, it's the that's most the correct crowd't need to talk enjoyable <laughs> movie um, but i I get that's what you were trying to get me to say, which is that like okay yes it's going to be the most kind of universally mm-hmm. you know loved and uh, and I could put it on, and everyone will sit down and watch it. I and, think Back to the um, Future is that though. It I is think your and, answer is correct. You know there are so many movies that are really universally loved, and um, and and they they don't have to be anyone's favorite movie, but it's just about how enter- truly entertaining they are to the widest audience. And uh, sure. yeah, and so I wrote down like also Ocean's Eleven. I wrote down yeah, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I was like these are, <laughs> sure. and I'm sure there are a million more. But uh, you picked a
1: movie with blackface. Yes, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> this will not age well. By our 100th episode, yeah, you're going to have it, to change. No, no. no Back to the Future, I think uh, it's good.
2: Just, uh, yeah, Back to the Future is an all, all-timer for me in every category. This is where yours is easier. It's a drama, it's a comedy, it's an action movie, sure. it's a it's got everything. movie, it's fucking got everything. Yeah. And
1: like we talked about, construct just constructed-wise, it's... Yeah. arguably the best movie ever. you know this is where raider i didn't mention Die Hard. i mean Die Hard's in that category right. in terms of That's just being perfectly yeah. put yeah. together um and uh i think yours in this case yours is easier than mine because just like lord of the rings you know that sword and sandal fantasy medieval stuff is never going to quite do it for you no matter how yeah. strong the themes are how well made it is star wars is the same thing for a lot of people just sci-fi you know what i mean not not so much in the back to the future which is more of time travel is just kind of the you know propelling not that it's not important but you know what i mean like it exists it's still a very human in a nostalgic story that 50s thing can, yeah it's yeah. different than like uh yeah. you know star trek or star wars yeah so um i, I wouldn't pick star wars because i would want to appeal to the broadest group that i could yeah uh for that reason that's what would be my personal pick um I thought really really hard about the Princess Bride. I think that's a winner wow, for everyone with everything. Yeah. But it could, just could not top and this won't come as any surprise. It could not top Last Crusade of the Indiana yeah. Jones movies. I'm picking Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I just haven't shown that film to anyone. I talked about this with a buddy in college, you know, who's like not everyone's going to like Star Wars even if the people who do like it like it more than anything. Even if Indiana Jones doesn't mean the same thing to its fans, like to that level where it's like you're not being you know, uh, level-headed about this. You probably shouldn't give so much of your life to this. I think just on a broad appeal, you could just throw it on, and the most different kinds of people would get some enjoyment out of it uh, and and really just be entertained. Um, I just think it's so well done, and that's my favorite one of those. That's a good answer. So I would go with Last Crusade, the only person I've ever shown Last Crusade to who – I was like, I just don't get it, I don't like it, is uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine. And that was the day I decided we were breaking up. So. Good for you, man. Um, yeah, evil. Good evil choices. Good that choices. is the ultimate movie quiz, courtesy of Brett Goldstein. Um, yeah. And uh, we we appreciate it. Only it only took an hour and a half. Listen, <laughs> and that's all we got today, guys. So thanks that's for tuning it. in. We will now. uh nope, I is, will turn over the keys to the this car. Going to be a long to one. To Kelly Newman, um, take it away, man. Okay, yeah, you've seen a lot more than me, um, so why don't you in just fact, dive in? Into- I just want
2: to mention that uh, since the last time we were uh, we were here doing a podcast, we went to the Ten Forward Experience. Yeah, that's um, right. That was uh, that was fun. That is a <clears throat> that was a pop up bar for Star Trek's new season of Picard, and uh, even though the context with which they recreated this bar and then the name of the bar and all that is kind of weird in Canon and yeah. it's kind of silly. Yeah. Um, but it was actually a really fun place and uh, food was like included. <laughs> it was a very, for a yeah. very low Which was price. was kind of cool. Um, like- you paid 25 bucks to get in and you had, Two drinks, two good, very good cocktails yeah. that were yeah. very themed. Liked them both, and then a bunch of bunch of free food, and uh, and it was all in a Star Trek. It was like the next closest thing to like a little mini Star Trek convention. Everyone yep. was dressed up, and and it was really fun. Just it's, a bunch of fans. It's Too bad that we'll we're going to talk it. about Picard in a little bit, yeah. and it just <laughs> keeps getting worse. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's the good part. So <laughs> i don't get to the <laughs> That episode. is the good part. Uh, yeah, but I will throw out some movies I've seen. I have seen, seen, a, seen a shitload of movies since last time. Movies Kelly's seen since um, last time. And I'm going to try to not go into them a lot. Patrick hasn't seen most of these. And uh, it's more just to, as always, to try to get you in the direction of what you might go see or what you might stream if it's available. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. The first one I want to mention is The Outfit. Um, I assume you did not see that, right? No,
1: but just that's one of the, uh, maybe of everything that you're going to talk about. That's the one when the trailer first hit that I was like, Hey, like this is, it is, I think right up
2: your alley. It is, it is very slow and dramatic. It is not, it is, it is a play on screen. Sure. I I don't know what the source material is, but it's beautiful and expertly uh, written and performed and it, it, no one saw it obviously. Yeah uh but it is it is uh it is like for me a contender for awards and it very well might not be up for anything next year because of how early it came in yeah, the season yeah. so i don't really know the rhyme or reason for when it was released um but i loved it so so much well
1: from the trailer um, it looked like something that came out 50 years ago and yeah. i mean that in a good way like just the kind of stuff how do you they make, make a anymore. movie that feels so old it and Hitchcockian almost it's like in it's the trailer. truly
2: uh is truly impressive and I think if you can take away one thing from this entire list of movies that I'll mention is just that the variety of genre and technique and everything that is being displayed in the movies right now is, like, really inspiring and and uh, and makes me very hopeful. Awesome. Um, because, okay. you know, you're kind of you're going to hear a list of things and like none of them are big, like Marvel things. It's just, I mean, maybe some are, but it's, it's really great. And I, and I just can't stress enough that there are always good movies coming out, but no one sees them because,
1: of the yeah, they know. get swallowed by the ones we tend to complain about. But a little you more. you have to
2: just work a little bit. If you're a movie fan and you uh, are saying things like, "Well, I don't like going to the movies," or "I don't want to, you know, go out," or "I it, that's the reason," I'm sorry, but you yeah, have to you yeah. have to go you have to meet them halfway. Yeah. You want uh, nice anyways, uh, Lori and I went and saw The Infinite Storm or Infinite Storm, which is a Uh, true story uh, movie about this uh, uh, woman who uh, helped this man off of a mountain. He was kind of stuck up there and he would have died. And she she helps him down. And the the woman is played by Naomi Watts. And it's a very kind of small ish movie about this uh, rescue story, um, but it's like really meh. Like it sounds great. And uh, yeah, it's you just were not, it. not yet. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> just, just okay, huh? It, like going into it, I was really excited because, like, oh, it's got to be good. You know, the, it's got all the beats, it's got Jerry Watts and da, da 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 da. And it's just really, it's a weak, weak um, script, and it's a, it's not that well. Uh, photographed it's it's Uh. it's like it's it's hard to go up into these environments that are really harsh with with film equipment you know Mm -hmm, and if you just mm -hmm. don't have the either the background or the the budget um it's hard to do that effectively there's a lot in it that feels like a little bit fake you know you you think everything's going to be arctic you know yeah you think of things like arctic which is a a perfect example or you even think of the revenant or you think of the original everest uh you know from years ago um these are movies that do it really, really well. And Arctic is a great example because that's a small budget, and that's a that's a relatively novice director. I mean, that guy yeah, Joe. Joe that's why Kainia, that one stayed in my mind. Yeah. He's great, um, but it is um, so far superior to this movie. Uh. Um, we saw the Lost City. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did too. That's one of the few ones that it was fine. Did you? Did you think fun. it el- was elevated at all? Because I didn't. I thought no, the script I, was
1: not good. Look, I was hoping it would be better, but I'd be lying if I said we didn't enjoy it. Like, no, it's entertaining. We, we laughed. For sure. We had a good time. And the thing is, I'm a sucker for romancing the stone. We've talked about this yeah, before. It's in the same. It's it's almost beat for beat. I mean, it's right. like an updated version. But it's and I have no problem with that, by the way. But it, I've said it many times. You know, romancing the stone is just the. Rom-com version of Indiana Jones. So of course I'm on board. I liked the idea that they did it. I wish they had done it better, yeah, but I have no problems with it. I enjoyed it. So.
2: Yeah, it it uh, struggled for me. There were there were scene, entire scenes that happened with no no personality. Uh, mostly right. the the cutaway scenes, all the exposi- exposition expositional mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, they were a the, weird pair pairing um, to use. It, it was uh, it was odd, but um, but yes, entertaining. What do you course. think about
1: Daniel Radcliffe? He was fine. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I get, thought he did a good job as the villain.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, I thought he did... A, a he's he did like... Fine. He's like not... I don't know. I, I, I can't decide whether I wanted him to be like more crazy and menacing mm. and that would have sold it for sure. me. Sure, Or whether I wanted him to be like a really, really, really nice guy because that would have also been funny <laughs> if he was just like exceptionally yeah, nice right. and British. There's some
1: choices that could have been... But it,
2: he was in the middle.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was
2: fine. Okay, um, okay. So uh, X, you mentioned it earlier <laughs> yeah. in the podcast. Yeah, loved this. And, wow, okay. uh, and I don't necessarily go for this genre, but it's exceptionally well made. It's uh, I don't even know if it was shot on film and then, or or if it was shot on digital and then because it captures then, that aesthetic. But it, but it looks like it was shot yeah. on film, and I have to assume they did shoot it on film. But it's a movie about shooting a film on film, right? And right, so it's right. very interesting in that way, and it's uh, exceptionally well made. And told so. Maybe um, check out Texas
1: Chainsaw. Fucking
2: Kelly. <laughs> loved this movie, and uh, I just I can't imagine it. Does, I I can't imagine that Texas Chainsaw is not more menacing than this. This movie is not menacing.
3: Oh, it's cool. not. That makes me want to it's see it's not.
2: More. Um, it doesn't invade my senses uh-huh. with a uh, terror. Sure. It is actually you're, you you're on good footing for most of this movie, you know, geographically, like where the people are uh-huh. and you're not thinking that someone's going to pop around a corner every moment of this movie. Got it. Got it. So it, it feels very like, yes, it feels, you feel very solid in this movie. And, um, um, and then, you know, when shit starts happening, you are, um you're kind of along for the ride as opposed to being the 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 butt of the ride or uh-huh. the, i don't know sure. what you call it, but uh highly recommend x
1: well that's that's um, good to hear man because like I always need a little bit of a nudge with the horror genre i mean look i like no you'll talk about you'll I've like i've seen every you will like it. i've seen yeah. every horror movie even though yeah. i don't like them at this point but um but yeah it's it's still my least genre to try to jump into so that's really cool yeah i'll look forward to that
2: um everything everywhere all at once is yeah. uh of course the big one that's out right now that everyone is talking about and it is an exceptional movie it is so creative and interesting and uh, i don't i mean i have seen the daniels the director's movie Swiss army man, which was crazy. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. But this it movie nuts. is also crazy. It's just a little bit more, uh, what do you call it? Uh, accessible, uh, sure. for a big audience. And, which um, the performances are outstanding. There's nothing bad you can say about this movie. Um, but I will say that it suffers. And, and this is not the, the director's fault or the movie's fault. There are movies that stay with me, and then there are movies that don't. Of course. And yeah. a movie that stays with me and a movie that doesn't, I might give an equal amount of credit to. Like, I might give both four stars uh-huh. or four and a half stars uh-huh. on ro- on a <laughs> letterbox. Sure. Yeah. But one really I connect with. Um, and I, and I, and I can advocate for, and I can go, everyone needs to see this movie. And then another one I go, yes, I see why mm-hmm. this is objectively fantastic sure. and why everyone loves it. I don't ever need to see it again. It, it, I hear you. It, and I hear that's, you. that's more what this is for me. Um, it is uh so great anybody the people that are saying like this is the best movie i've seen in 10 yeah, years i've had two
1: different people who have told me it's the best movie they've ever seen yeah and <laughs> so then,
2: and then the that's the other thing is me. like this is cool. the best movie ever made and i just i can't get on board with that as an objective take i can i can get on board of course with anybody saying it's their favorite movie of all time or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. but when someone is like name a better movie you know it, w- w- you know that yeah. kind of attitude is is uh is weird because you know this movie goes in such directions that lend itself to um, kind of questioning, well, I wonder why they stopped there or why uh, why uh. you know, why is that the, that the thing that they are are, are displaying um, or that they're kind of going more in depth into versus something else because sure. it is, by definition, a movie about everything everywhere all at once and <laughs> there is every every topic that has ever been and could ever be is on display in this movie in a way and that's kind of the joke right is that you can't critique something that is about everything um because it is it's an infinite film yeah yeah but somehow it's still only 2 hours long <laughs> like it's 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 yeah. a contradiction in and of itself sure um so Therefore, uh, I, I want you to see it. I want to talk about it. I want you to go into it with that mindset that, um, you know, it,
1: yeah. So compared to some compared to cloud Atlas better, I I never saw (laughs) cloud Atlas. I'm I'm messing with you. Um, well I am excited to see it and, um, you know, I think it's a cool, you know, cool idea if nothing else, but I I, certainly don't expect to leave thinking this is the greatest movie I've ever seen, but we'll see. Um, I'm always happy when people say that if multiple people say that, I don't really care if I disagreed. you know what I mean? It's more exactly. like, I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. That's joy. I love movies. That's joyful. That's exciting to me. So
2: cool. It's quite an achievement. And the, the, the Daniels, uh, Twitter is really fantastic because they engage with fans in a wonderful way. And, um, you know, the, the, did I, did I show you, I must've deleted it. What did I do with it? I had a, let me, Oh God, this is terrible. Um, there was a screenshot I did of their Twitter, like the first day it was in limited release, um, and uh, they they had tweeted about its uh, Rotten Tomatoes um, kind of response in that first day. They basically said, because I, I see I don't think I have the screenshot. Um, they basically said something to the effect of uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a is a terrible way of of. Uh, rating movies and we totally just wait we're we're fresh
1: <laughs> we love this <laughs> well played. Uh, something well to played. that effect i'm paraphrasing That's the but appropriate response they
2: have a wonderful sense of humor of course you'll see this movie and see it on display but um but the uh the way that they interact with fans about the like or dislike or whatever sure. um you know people Someone tweeted, uh, "This is a, the most overrated movie of all time," and they replied, "We agree." <laughs> that's great, <laughs> you know. That is so great. they uh, they're great. So um, funny. You'll see. Well, it. good for them, man. Um, that's that's awesome. So uh, it, t- taking a hard left turn, Morbius
3: <laughs>
2: is nowhere near as bad as everyone really? claims it is. Okay, so like, was... did you see Venom? Sure. Yeah. Did you see Venom Two, I Whatever did. that movie is called. Yeah, car- it is of the same
1: ilk is so it's lone ranger to pirates of the caribbean but people are picking on kind Wild of for some reason
2: kind of yeah so is there are there problems with morbius that kind of are maybe maybe make it worse than than uh something like venom uh sort of and i think it's the tom hardy of it all right you have tom hardy in this really charismatic role um as venom and the well, duality the of best. it and yeah so like i get it uh jared leto is not that um, right. there, he is devoid of almost any personality. When he turns into the creature, the creature has no, doesn't talk. He's mm-hmm. just a CG monster. Sure. Uh, this is a monster movie. This is a yeah. monster movie. Vampire it is monster. not a, a a superhero movie in any way, shape, or form. I think people wanted it to be a superhero, and they're going like, this guy's a lame superhero. He's a werewolf. He's <laughs> yeah. a vampire guy. Yeah. He turns into a thing right, that right, is right, right. terrifying, right. and um, and so it's a small movie in the same way that Venom is. It literally takes place in the same world. He makes a joke, a bad joke at some point that he's Venom. Yeah, um, it is the same world, and uh, it is it is. I was entertained by it. Um, the uh, guy from. Whatever British show that is, is he from Doctor Who? I don't know. I don't know what he's oh. from. The villain in this yeah. movie, I don't who I don't uh, know who he is.
1: I'm not. Gonna, um, yeah, I know who you're talking
2: about. Uh, is very good. Um, I, I don't know.
1: I just don't. Uh, it's it's not amazing. But let me, it's. Let me ask you this. Um, we're not giant. You know, Marvel fans or whatever. Um, w- was there anything interesting in regards? Because they keep talking about bringing these worlds together, and with the multiverse thing that's coming up, and so how they got Kevin. There um, are
2: two. There are zero connections to any other movie or world within the movie's runtime. There are two post credit scenes that attempt to tie it in with. Other things happening in the Marvel
1: universe. Well, he makes the joke about Venom, right? So that would presume they're at least well, with Venom.
2: It it connects to its own universe, like meaning yeah. he's already in that universe. The, he's already in that universe. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Venom, the last Venom movie, had a post credit scene that took it yeah, out of yeah. the Venom universe and sure. into. The Spider Man universe, and this one does That's something similar do. with the post-credit scene.
1: Is Michael Keaton in the post-credits? You can spoil it for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, they it. put okay. that scene in the so trailer. So in the trailer. That That's why I'm not worried about a spoiler. Scene. I assume that was in the movie, but okay. All right. So I that one it was it too. to the it is Tom not. Holland. Well, we've you know what? Though, that that's not a new connection because Venom already went to that world. Yes, you know what I mean. Correct. So it's the same. It's just saying it again. It's
2: it's ham ham fisted in there or whatever the word is. It's it's not okay. great. It doesn't yeah. make sense what they're introducing, but um, whatever. Square peg you a know, round hole. Yeah, okay. it's right. Sony's little universe, sure. and yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. subpar, and it's not quite Spider Man. It's a it's a lesser universe. Um, anyways, moving along. Um, let's talk about uh, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog too. Yeah. really entertaining first I like was, these yeah, movies sure. this one is as good or better than the first one Jim Carrey is always good um, just this little cousin
1: uh, cash loves these and like that's the best indicator no of they're, they're good they're like, great the kids are loving. They're great
2: yeah. and I saw it in a room full of kids <laughs> sure.
1: of course um, they yeah. are they love this stuff and
2: it and it is also good for adults I just think that's cool. a quite an achievement um, yes there's some corny dialogue that Probably is more for the kids. Well, um, I always love watching Jim
1: Carrey on screen, and I don't know how much more we'll see him on you, screen. You so.
2: will be entertained by it. It's good. Um, awesome. I think it has cool. 99% from audiences. You know, it's yeah, like so. it's fun. enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm holding off on two till the very end, um, but uh, I saw a, a folk horror movie called You Won't Be Alone. Um, that uh, I really didn't like. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's leaving theaters now. It's jam packed with like all this symbolism about you know uh, womanhood and growing up and uh, love and trauma and all of these things. But it's so heavy with all of that symbolism that it's just like you're just kind of rolling your eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's kind of more like a. Terrence Malick thing or something. It's it's a little more ethereal. It's a little more okay. like big picturey. And I, that's all fine and respectable. And it's it's well crafted. But man, I I can't really recommend it. I don't think anybody I know would really have that good of a time watching it. Yeah. Um, I saw Fantastic Beasts: Secret of Dumbledore uh, just because, and um, <laughs> it's a, it blows my mind. They make such amazing technical movies like these are such big movies with big budgets beautiful production design and sets of course it's in this world that is really interesting and beautiful of the harry potter wizarding world and yet saying
1: that kind of work deserves a better story
2: it's so boring (laughs) reason to tell it's so boring yeah the the stories they tell are just so boring and it's not to say that there aren't elements that are great so i i gave it a lot of extra points because of all of the supporting elements of it but um I don't know who their audience is because if it's if it's uh, if it's kids, they obviously are giving them like a hard drama. Like this is a hard drama. Sure. Yeah. And then you have like a flying animal and it's supposed to like I I saw (laughs) it. I saw it with like a lot of teenagers. There were a lot of teenagers in the showing. They were all in like cloaks and stuff. You know, it's the Harry Potter fans. And yeah, they want it to be good. They laughed like at the cute shit, like "Oh, there's an animal that flies," and they were like, "Ah!" Ha, ha, ha. And then you have two hours and twenty minutes of like hard drama. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who they're making like, these movies for. Yeah,
1: yeah, like really, you know
2: it's about an election. The movie <laughs> is about an election and about a terrible. <laughs> um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a Candidate. Sure. And how we can't let that guy be the president. So you're saying this movie, this movie
1: has the same problem as the Star Wars prequels. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to that.
2: It, is, it actually does. There's it's amazing. We're making the there. same error. Um, era. Moving along. Well, Jess is the biggest yeah.
1: Harry Potter fan I know, and she okay, doesn't yeah. even want to see it. So that's fair. That's I'll see it on my own if anything. Um, okay.
2: It's not not worth watching just because the canon of all of these movies is kind of still a I get story it. Yeah, I get it. that might be interesting. It's and like I, a filler episode. Jude Law is great. Um, Mads Mikkelsen is the recast of Jude Law in this. He's and good in everything. Mads then. is great in everything. He is not great in this Ooh. to <laughs> the point where I think it suffers from not having Johnny Depp still because Johnny Depp mm. is at least like a really interesting force. Sure, and uh, looks crazy. He looks cra- great <laughs> Yeah, and Mads doesn't quite get there. Um, I, I well, he's more reserved. I think in his yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? he's like very quiet. He's sure. very yeah. Um, moving along, I saw Riley Stern's new movie, Duel. Riley Stern's did, um, The art of uh, self defense. Right. Which I loved. Yeah. I loved that one. This one is definitely, to me, a step down. It's not to say that he doesn't have his same style and kind of panache and everything in Mm -hmm. it. Um, The the writing is very dry and kind of interesting because of how dry it is. Um, But I think that the story doesn't have a whole lot to say, even though the conceit is really good. Yeah. But it, it just kind of it kind of falls flat for me. Um, it's not not worth watching, but it, okay. it's just it's a black comedy, you know. So the, these types of movies sometimes are just kind of you know they they're kind of like they're drilling themselves into the ground on purpose, right? Um, and then uh, a couple a couple more. Uh, I saw Father Stew, um, the new Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh yeah, uh, with uh, with Mel Gibson as his dad and Jackie Weaver as his mom. And how's um, that? Uh, it was good. Uh, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. Being an atheist, I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh-huh. a true story about a guy who um, goes through many different phases in life. He's a boxer, and then he wants to be an actor, and he's working at a grocery store part-time, and then he falls in love with a, a girl – that he just sees at the grocery store and it turns out she's a devout Catholic and she's, uh, she's Latino and he, he's like, I will do anything for you. So he gets baptized and wow. and he falls in love with God really. And, uh, it's a true story wow. and it's, it's genuinely an interesting story. Kind of a beautiful idea. Um, and Mark Wahlberg is doing some of the best work in his life. I would say it's top, probably top three Mark Wahlberg movies I've ever Uh. seen in terms of what he brought to it. So Boogie Um, Nights, something else. Yeah. I'm not sure what else is in there, but, but very high. And uh, honestly, the movie suffers only at the end from like, he gains a lot of weight at the end of the movie because he's got an illness and they do fat makeup and body stuff. And it's not good. Um, uh, because it's clearly just so small of a movie. They, you know, probably didn't have the budget for top tier stuff. I don't know, but it's so noticeable that it really kind of took me out of a lot of that, which was unfortunate. Um, that's a, that's an unfair thing to, to put the whole movie on, but, um, but I do recommend it. It's a great story. Um, and, uh, and now that brings me to a couple of movies that are wonderful. Um, and I can't wait until you see them because I assume you haven't seen either of these. I don't know. One is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, I can't wait, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, it is not out yet, but we went to a pre-screening uh, on Wednesday. It doesn't come out until next That's awesome. Friday, I think. It's not even out today. It's out next Friday. So we saw a pre-screening of it. Um Tell me, very, tell me, investment. very little. Tell me very little. I'm gonna tell you very little, other than it met my expectations. It exceeded That's in certain ways. Um, yeah, definitely exceeded in certain ways. I guess in certain ways it was a you know a tad less, but sure. but overall it exceeded. And Nicolas Cage, just such respect for him being on board with this and all the ways that he is. And I just, I just think it's a fucking miracle. That a movie like this gets made because it is something that you and I would write as, like, a fever dream yes. of a, like, yes. okay, no one's ever going to make this, but wouldn't it be fun if we made this for us? It is a fan fiction of a movie oh. that I can't believe, and it's Lionsgate. Of course, it's Lionsgate. Like, they made. Quit teasing me, man. They made something that has no business existing. Mm-hmm. Um, right up until the last frame of the movie, you're just on this ride of like, is this a movie or is this a dream? Because it feels like a dream. Um, I absolutely cannot wait. So that's all
1: I'm going to say. I loved it. Um, well, that's exciting, and you know that's one that I've been obviously a lot of people have been jazzed about since the concept. Yeah. But it's also one of those ones that very easily we could have all been excited about the concept, and it could have not been good. One hundred percent. So that's really I cool. Was really that's really, I was really bracing myself. Really, really, really bracing cool. myself. I'm excited. I can't wait now. Okay. Um, and I think you'll love it. Ambulos Ambu- Ambu- right? Los Angeles. Los <laughs> Angeles is the other one.
2: Ambulos Los Angeles. Um, Ever since you said that, that's all I can hear. Ambulos Los Angeles. So uh, you didn't see it yet, right? No, you you'll talked about it it's a great. little bit on the rock. See Material, it in so. um if it's available in any premium format It's they didn't shoot it in like large format but but if you can see it in imax or dolby or whatever even fake imax is fine like just something bigger um it's so fun it. okay and uh i i get i have so many thoughts about it but of course i'm not gonna i'm not gonna really get into it until you you can talk about it too um but uh the the script is pretty good the you know that's what michael bay suffers from he makes these movies that have terrible scripts and sure, he's yeah. a he's a good director but he's good in a very technical way sure again he's a technical master um and so uh to to have a couple of great actors um the, the two leads in this movie um even the girl i don't know really anybody's name other than jake gyllenhaal but the girl who plays the the medic in the ambulance that you see in the trailer uh, is also baby driver she's been in great a of stuff, and like i Kira remember Hall. her from baby driver and i remember thinking like okay well she's kind of like nothing that special mm-hmm. i don't remember her really bringing much. She's great in this movie. It it really is full of really good supporting characters. We talked about that on the Rock epi- episode of our commentary. Yeah, sure. It's just that if you fill it with all of these, char- these character actors and actors that are capable of doing their own thing, maybe despite... What Michael Bay is over there doing with the camera? Yeah, and they just know how to uh, to to bring the script to life. Uh, they're doing it, and um, it really
1: can elevate something. I, I think that's something you don't see as much anymore. It really came to it resonated with me when we were watching The Rock over again. Yes, just thinking even characters that are one scene one offs, nailing it. Yeah, just nailing being, it. I mean, one liners sometimes being memorable where you're talking about them after the movie, and there's like fifty of them. In this the Rock, feels like so. a
2: tangent, but like are actors getting worse? Because That's kind of
1: what it I don't feels that like we might be. I don't know that that stuff's getting written in in the same way. Um, I, I really do wonder, okay. Writers are getting worse. <laughs> well, I mean, writers are, are running the, well, listen, one or the other. Writers, by their own or admission, both. are running for television and series and HBO, they're running away from movies. So, doesn't it stand to Fucking not that there aren't any good Picard writers? Is so bad, but if. Dude. Er- We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's not jump again. Okay, so definitely check out Ambulance. Definitely check out uh, Nicholas. The Cage. last thing I'll say about
2: Ambulance is that it's just so practical. Everything's so practical. Like 99.9% of the shots in the movie are just like really awesome stuff gotcha. that he does for real. And it's so satisfying. And it's so badass and cool. And then uh, there are like two CG shots in the movie. Not even scenes. Just a shot or two. And they're kind of back-to-back where they, you know, needed a an aerial shot or something that they didn't have. And they did the CGI shot. And then Michael Bay was in the press saying, like, oh, there's a couple of shots I'm really unhappy with. They are, like, two and a half seconds of screen time. <laughs> and um, yeah. so, Michael, it's okay. It's well, really okay. Like, I agree yeah. they looked not perfect, but... Ninety nine point nine percent. Worry about Pearl Harbor, it. man. Don't yeah, worry. right. Don't worry right. About this. Exactly.
3: Don't worry about
0: this.
2: Um, and uh, I did see we, uh, you know, I did see some streaming movies. I'm not really going to go into them, but things like The Atom Project was enjoyable. Me too. Yeah, thought so too. Um, fine. Turning Red, I thought was good. That's that Pixar movie uh, that uh, they kind of pulled from theaters in mm-hmm. a weird way. Um, yeah, and it was Disney Don't think Plus. We were ready only. for it, but it was entertaining. Uh, Deep Water, I really liked. Did you watch that yet? The the mm, Ben Affleck mm, on a movie? No,
1: and I did see that it finally came out. But yeah,
2: no. when, I, when you see that, we'll talk about it um, because it uh, it's kind of a special little movie and I liked okay. it more than I thought I would. All right, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting anything. So. And
1: um, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for movies. Well, there's only one big um, movie watching experience that I had. <laughs> uh, this past run, and I'm gonna make a liar out of myself because I just said we never rewatch anything because we're seeing so many things yeah. that are new. But for me, that was a little different this go round. Didn't get to the theater very much. I've been yeah. battling a, uh, a, a trying to pass a kidney stone, so Oof. been drinking a lot. Thoughts um, and prayers, folks. Send them this <laughs> yeah, way, please. God, um, I need a uh, Harry Potter style wizarding wand solution. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, there was a day where Jess was out of town, a bachelorette weekend uh, in Los Angeles. Our, our dog Madison is um uh, not not super well right now so we uh, kind of trying to stay at home with her you know I was just at home and I was like well I'm going to be here the whole weekend I'm not really going anywhere you know I can just order food and yeah. I don't feel like getting up and going around I'm to have to run back and forth to the bathroom a bunch and Ever since they announced the the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, my all time favorite series, um, I've thought in my mind, you know, one day my Everest will be <laughs> to watch all nine Skywalker saga Star Wars films in order chronologically of the narrative, not the releases. And you did it, and I got up at he five it. a.m. It's about he did it. 20... <laughs> wow. It's about a 21 and a half hour I think experience. Jesus um, Christ. Now I've done multiple Lord of the Rings marathons in theater in theaters. You could never do the or at least I couldn't do this some fanatic could in a theater just because it's it's you know it's the whole day. Yeah. Um but I did want to do it and I found that the way to do it, having technology helped. I, I needed to take the dog out and throw the ball with her for thirty minutes at a time. I would bring my laptop down to the porch and continue to watch or right. on my phone, you know, at Disney Plus. Um, I, uh, I I found that I don't. It's not really live streaming, but I I, I threw up my first ever and only today, probably my <laughs> only ever Instagram story um and i had a lot of people following along uh, those things go away <laughs> i kind of wish journey, they are yeah and what i also learned is you can only put so many of those up before the oldest ones start deleting yes. um because <laughs> by the time i got to uh empire my earliest ones were gone you couldn't go back to the I beginning see. um but i really had a lot of fun feedback it was a fun way to do it because you know fatigue is always going to set in on these things And putting out your own thoughts and taking snapshots and little videos and putting them out there was like an active way to watch and kind of participate. Um, Made a lot of fun jokes uh, with them. Because essentially it's a proxy for like watching it with people.
2: Exactly. You you want to watch it with people. Our our good friend
1: Cheyenne uh, was was on board. I think she watched every single story. Uh, Very (laughs) supportive.
2: And I watched none of them. You know what I was doing that way? I was drinking margaritas on the beach. I wish I, was I had a told nap. you.
1: I wish I had told you because I do think you would have enjoyed it. But but at the same time, I just wanted if people discover I'm sorry it, they that discover I didn't it, it that one day. Sure, sure. But I, I got you know, there's a, there's this guy Eric that um he's uh, married to one of Jess's uh, family members, and you know he's a nice guy. We haven't ever chatted that much, but at a certain point, like maybe a hundred little Instagram stories in, he just wrote, "I am on this journey with you." You know what I mean? And then around it's good to have you know, around midnight that, you. that night, he said, "I can no longer be on this journey with you." So sure, it was was fun it went full circle with a lot of things um it was you know it's not the way i would certainly recommend anyone to do it it's it's something i needed to do but it's not the way i would recommend uh, anybody watching these simply because obviously the fatigue sets in to a degree that you're no longer really capable of forming opinions about the movies you're just yeah. experiencing them so at a certain point i was kind of like well <laughs> I've always wanted to kind of watch them in order, and we've talked about this, see how they are as you take them together. Yes. But I think the way to do it, especially for me if I had a long weekend, would be to do like a trilogy day and then a trilogy day the next day after marinating on those ones and then a trilogy. That's the way, and that's still a lot of movie, but I could do it that way. And one day I probably will with this one. By the end of it, it was just completing it. And I found myself and having no thoughts. I, I was very proud of doing it, but I will say that when I got to, um, Oh, this was a funny comment from that came from Cheyenne. I got to, I posted my first picture from the seventh one, and it was, I think my quote was like, can't stop, won't stop. And it was just BB-8. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, that's when, like, I think a lot of people thought I was doing the six, right? Like, oh. Or the three at first. And then, the, like, the first comments I got were, why are you doing oh. the prequels? And then they were like, oh, you're doing, you know. And then Cheyenne said, oh, you're doing all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and in, like, a very, like, oh, my God. Like, and then people do the math in their because head. Because at that and point, go, I started, like, I got up early. I got up on, like, Saturday at, like, 5 a.m., Knew I could to sleep and watch movie. To start Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, and and I finished at like two something in the morning. I think closer to three. Um Jesus. And, and when you get to eight Last Jedi, which I did not hate, like so many people hated. I simultaneously don't like the choices they made, but appreciate the fact that they made choices. Like, if you are going to make movies, yeah. you know, continue the story, yeah. you need to actually do something new. That's why I didn't want them to make those. Right. But I also am right. like, why are we mad about this? But when I got to that one, I looked at the runtime and I realized that was on the eighth movie and it was two and a half hours. It was the, the longest one. one. <laughs> and I was, you know, if it had been the ninth one, if it had been the last one, it would have been that, okay, we're, this is a perfect way <laughs> to end. But it was the second to last one That's that I was funny. having to gear up for. Very, very difficult. Uh, at that point, uh, made it. Um, sure. I'm a psychopath. Um, I've done it, and I just wanted to share that with. Um, our, no, our I thank
2: you for telling this story. You kind of told me off the pot about it, and I was just like, "Oh my god! You have to, yeah. you have to talk about I that. It. That's such an achievement." <laughs> I, did it, guys. I mean. That amount of hours is just crazy. That's my Everest. And I'm
1: so, so happy for you. Yeah. My um, favorite comment from anyone was my brother. He literally just wrote, I could never do this. Yeah. <laughs> I get bored. I was Have just you like, ever okay.
3: seen a movie? <laughs>
0: It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: Well, I've also been on a very strict uh, diet with the kidney stone stuff, oh, right. and I just allowed myself to cheat on everything that day, and that was helpful, too. Getting <laughs> yeah, good snacks right, while right. watching movies. And you want to be happy. So, yeah. So that's all I've got for films. Um, if you want to jump on some TV. We'll talk about
2: some TV. Yeah, let's get um, negative and talk about TV. Yeah, right. Um, there, you know, I don't need to get into a lot of it, but I'll I'll mention that we finished our OC rewatch, so that was fun. Nice. And we started uh, Friday Night Lights, which you'll be very proud of. Oh. Uh, Lori kind of was like, this is our next one. And I was like, that's, that's great because I started it years ago and I only got through a few episodes before I was like, okay, I don't know if I have the self will to, to do this. But what I will say about Friday Night Lights is, um, I have great respect for it so far as a, I mean, I get that it's not a teen drama in the way that the OC is a teen drama or a soap. Right. But it still occupies sort of that same kind same, of like yeah, same universe, same demographic realm, sure. or something. And it is so well written and it is so well performed to the point where virtually no scene occurs that is not a character building scene. And yep. I'm like, we're only 10 episodes into the first season and <laughs> yeah. we have nonstop character scenes. Every scene furthers that character and gets them to a new place. Um, even some of the lesser people, you're just really like, good, they're so rich. I'm happy. It's to like the this. richest, you know, cat, uh, you know, character cast, uh, sure. you know, um, so I can't wait for the rest of it. We're watching it very slowly, though, so sure. we'll get there eventually. That's, uh, um, that's
1: exciting for me to hear. The, the I, You already know this, but the second season is the one that really struggles because they weren't getting as much viewership. They totally tried to shift it into they a do some silly very stuff or something <laughs> crazy, fucking thing. Okay, right. But, but but you have to get through that, and the writer's strike hit also okay. so that cuts that season short. Yep, yep, yep. And you'll you'll get through that; it'll be fine. And then th- seasons three to five, same as season one. Okay, you're right back on track. Good to know. So this is a top five show of all time for me. I don't have as That's many great. shows that are as big to me as movies, but um, you know, I for me. Movies and sports; those are the two things that yeah. make my life interesting, right? That's what I. That's what I enjoy. So I can honestly say there there are no sports shows that have ever been good, in my opinion. Like, not that I haven't watched them. Mm-hmm. It's fine. This is the only sports show that gets it right, gets the tone right, the team right. setting. It has, I think, my favorite um, adult relationship I've ever seen on screen. I love the, Tammy and Coach, yeah, uh, sure. Tammy Taylor, like. I, their yeah, relationship, they're truly uh some, it's they're beautiful. an aspirational, it's endearing. Yeah. You love how they love each other. They go through fights. They don't, you know, they get angry and stuff as it goes along, but it's like, it's just, it's so perfect they just their chemistry everything is just right virtually every character so far
2: I have felt is, I guess with the exception of I forget her name but Mika Kelly's character she's, sure,
1: sure. You know, she's, it is what it is she's, it is. Um, she's beautiful um, yeah. so you're so pretty and yeah. then um, so yeah I'm, I'm happy you're enjoying it I, yeah. I just think Thanks, it's yeah. the only example there are several sports movies I think are great and then there's a ton of bad ones but there's only one sports show that I think just gets it right and the fact that I think so highly of the movie Friday Night Lights the book Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. and the show is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I don't know. Especially considering, like, like
2: Peterburg is not particularly great. Sure, like, how yeah, like, he's made not a lot of, of your like stuff. Yeah, that's this not guy great, nails it every but, time. Battleship, but he, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're doing it. A couple other shows I binged, um, all of Pam and Tommy loved that show so much. (laughs) Um, we've talked about it, but I hadn't, I hadn't finished it and watched it really. Um, it's great. I just loved it. It was some of the best, best directed television I've seen. I mean, it's really about her story and I think they just did an outstanding job. Um, uh, life and Beth, the Amy Schumer show. I binged all of and really liked it a lot. Also, better uh you know good amy schumer content um better better than uh some other stuff she's done um the new season of atlanta is airing now and that's just great that's like two and a half years we've been waiting for the scene is season and um it none of it so far takes place in atlanta really it's all they're in (laughs) europe you know so um, hey that's that's what the show is like they're you know the 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 main cast is kind of they've grown a bit they're doing new stuff they're kind of on the road with paperboy and um it's great it's just wonderful television and you know they go through these episodes like it's almost like an anthology show but it yeah definitely it, these weird things happen and they're so surreal and it's just really 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 interesting stuff to watch um Moon Knight is the new Marvel show. Have you given that a shot yet? I haven't. I don't really know what to think about it. Yeah. Um
1: it's not that I wouldn't watch what it. What I, I will just...
2: say is that knowing nothing about it, having not, you know, read the comics or anything, um it's it's about a, a basically an Egyptian hero or mythology behind it and it it's really cool to see Egyptian kind of mythology and history even though, you know, it's comic book. Um we don't see a whole lot of Egyptian stuff in media. Like, uh, I I know that it's very stereotypical Egyptian, but, um, you know, like we have the mummy movies and then we don't really see like Egypt as a location. We don't see a lot. Oh. Um, it's just the, there's so much cool stuff with Egypt as a kid. I was just so into Egypt. You had the books and you're kind of like the the mythology of Egypt and, yeah. uh, and ancient yeah. Egypt more specifically is so kind of cool. It's a cool I aesthetic. I agree. And so to have a whole show where it's kind of even though it doesn't all take place in Egypt, um, it's just really cool stuff. And uh, the CG is not good. They clearly didn't give them enough money for the CG in this show. But the story so far is really kind of interesting. And um, who's our guy? Ethan Hawke is the villain, villain, basically. Um, So I do recommend it. I think it's very good. Cool. Um, I binged all of The Dropout with Amanda Seyfried.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. I've seen the previews. I don't know uh, Very
2: good. It was very good. It was directed primarily by... uh, or at least in part by Michael Showalter, who directed Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, the showrunner is Elizabeth Merriweather, Merryweather, who did New Girl, which is a weird pairing because this is a drama. But um, hmm. but it's just it's got some great DNA. It's really really wonderful. Um, I I just think it's one of the better shows gotcha. right now. Uh, there's a new show on Apple TV Plus called Slow Horses um, with Gary Oldman as the star, and it's basically following like a reject. Um, uh, what do you call it um Jackie? i wrote down no no uh nick ne- i wrote down uh, the neglected stepchild branch of MI5 like a bunch oh, of reject yeah, you agents to me about this. and they're and they're trying to like get back into the good graces that's of MI5 that's a idea um so it's kind of got some 24 vibes to it word okay but then in a much more like restrained british way so it's not quite as actiony and showy as 24 I would check that out. but in the same vein um, like basically like domestic terrorism. We got to get these guys. And then, uh, and then of course you got Gary Oldman and Jonathan Price is in it. Like it's a, it's a really good, good show. Um, sure. I finished severance, amazing show. Watch it. Everybody watch it. One of the best things on right now. Um, and it's been renewed for season two. That's on Apple TV plus. Um, and then lastly, uh, Picard is continuing, <laughs> um, Picard season two, you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan, and the first season was terrible. During the first season, uh, my you can listen back, I guess, to those episodes. I would have said, okay, Picard is absolute trash, and Discovery is watchable. I've gotten to a point where I've given up on Discovery because, to me, it was unwatchable. Yeah, me too. You gave up on it. A lot of people have given it's up on Star it. the only Star Trek show I ever gave up on. And, yeah, isn't that weird? And so now the second season of Picard started. They had three episodes, one, two, and three. That were all very different. They were different locales, different kind of almost, not genres, but they felt very different. And it's weird to me that, is it that those episodes were like better written and more substantial than the rest of the season? Maybe not. Maybe it is just simply... That they took us to new places. They moved. Mm-hmm. They, they got in a ship and went somewhere. Or they, they got in a transporter and they trekked. They tracked. It's simply the movement that I think got me into those first few episodes. And, and yet, we now are in a stretch, episodes four, five, six, seven, where nothing has happened. Mm. It's just a bunch of fucking awful, awful, awful writing, terrible dialogue for the most part, terrible performances. Um, I think, honestly, who plays Seven of Nine? Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Jerry Ryan is like one of the only people that is in the right universe in this show. (laughs) She doesn't, she generally, like they clearly aren't giving her always the best dialogue, but she's in the correct... Performance for and and by the way I've never even seen her in Voyager so I don't even know her character yeah but sure. it feels to me like she's in I the right it. Star Trek universe and then everyone else is just a mess an absolute mess Allison Pill's growing on me she's definitely not bad she's good yeah um, well she's just talented but yeah she's she's t- making a lot out of it um but uh, fuck it is so terrible and I I. You know, since the last time we recorded, they they announced all of the other supporting TNG cast is coming to the next so season many. of Picard. Every every main character of TNG is now going to be in season three of Picard, which they've already filmed. So there's no chance that they can kind of take this specific criticism
3: <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. do
2: anything about it. Um, but uh, I just have no faith. Uh, it's really going in stupid places. Everything's dumb. Everything's terrible in that show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that's that's all I can say about that. So I'm done with TV. What do you got?
1: Yeah, um, no, I, I, I honestly I don't have much to add. I've been on Picard as well. I'm still yeah. watching Winning Time. Um, oh not, yeah, it's not uh, as good as it started, but it's still. It's a, it's enough for me. Uh, it's yeah. not like a Friday Night Lights, but I, I just I like I'm, the aesthetic. I'm still I with Like it. living in that era. I haven't dropped in my my interest yeah. of it that yeah. much. I'm, I'm still on it. Kind of I'm still on it. For um, but and I'm hoping it'll it'll bring even more. Like it'll get to where it's even more.
2: I do like but, that they keep introducing new like characters and through lines and people. You know, you're sure. kind of like, oh, okay, here's something new.
1: And for me, and, I'm I'm you know I don't know how everyone's enjoying. I mean, I think it would hold up either way. But I'm I, you know I know most of these people, so as right. they come in, a lot of it I did not know that era of sure. them or how yeah, it started. Yeah. So, so that's been interesting. Um, as far as Picard goes, I mean, I don't disagree with you. It just feels like filler episode after filler episode. It's still, for some reason, it's not as bad as Discovery to me. Um, but I wanted to ask this about Star Trek. Is Star Trek at this point, point? I'm asking maybe the wrong person, but is Star Trek just too reliant on time travel at this point? <laughs> Has Star Trek just become a time travel? So, And I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Like, I want Star Trek to be great. But this is the second fucking time that just Picard, just this version of the crew, has gone back in time to stop the Borg from changing humanity. Like, the movie, First Contact, they travel in time with the Borg and have to fix the timeline. And they're talking about, you know... Well, warp speed and the first travel where they discover something right just like the that other picard they talk about in the show that's going to discover something it needs to be on but like i don't know and discovery has gone you know it started in the past and it's gone more forward in the future than anything and I'd, like I'd every like crew to, has done it multiple um, times
2: i just don't know To answer your question by kind of like uh not pivoting but kind of refocusing that question because the question is not is Star Trek reliant on it? The question is why do they continue to employ writers that can't find a way to write within Star Trek? They are Star Trek in and of itself hit on time travel every so often. Every few movies like you have Star Trek number four, you know, you go back to 1980s. Save the whales. Um, first contact. Number eight. You, yeah, <laughs> every four so, movies. <laughs> every four movies. So every four movies, and then occasionally in the series. So in 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 um yeah maybe it is the Alex Kurtzman of it all, but um, but in the entirety of a, c- a series like TNG, yeah, they probably did ten time travel episodes. Yeah, out of you know two hundred episodes or whatever it is. And the original okay. probably
1: had like four or five. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then same thing with Voyager. Voyager and uh, DS Nine do it a little differently because <laughs> there are various other you know elements of time travel that come in. But I think that the point is that no Star Trek is not relying on it. It never has been. It has been a a, a tool to tell a cool story. And um, and generally the time travel episodes were always really favorable. Like yeah. really yeah, cool. They were good. Um. The writers of this show and Discovery, which seem to all be a very close group of people, um, clearly don't know how to do this without it. They didn't know how to write this season without bringing us back to modern-day L.A. for presumably production convenience. And, you know, I just – there are a lot of people on Twitter talking with people – that work on these shows, having conversations back and forth. And it's like no one from the show, Picard, showrunners or producers or execs or writers, seems to have the balls to actually explain themselves. Because that's what we deserve, is them to explain why things are happening. Because Mm -hmm. the show is not explaining it. The show is just stumbling forward with virtually no answers to questions and no rhyme or reason to why they made choices. And yeah, then random. things are completely out out of Canon and they don't seem to answer why. And I just am so getting it's like so the Star frustrated. Wars sequel
1: trilogy is what you're saying. No, I hear you. I hear what you. I saying. mean, you're not wrong. Look, man, I'm with you, and so I think a lot of people sad feel that way.
2: and disappointed and frustrated with the show and the people involved in the show. And I'm not saying that it's all of their fault. Like, obviously, there are a lot of people that are probably just as frustrated as I am that work on the show.
3: Yeah, and they yeah, kind of true.
2: can't say anything about it, or they, you know, whatever. And I, I feel for you, but I, you'd have to be stupid to not understand these criticisms and no, not know why these are the criticisms and it's not just me obviously that yeah. our yeah. favorite podcast follows it uh you know uh, the internet's ablaze uh, the internet's ablaze and of course uh you know red letter media it, they're harsh <laughs> they are exceptionally harsh sure. but they're not wrong and like funny. so okay so can you yeah can you take this criticism can you listen to it it doesn't matter cuz you just filmed season 3 without knowing any of this criticism so yeah now yeah. we're fucked we're going to get this weird other season I don't know. Anyways.
1: Well, let's cover some
2: news. Um, <laughs> unless you got more. No, nope, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, uh, w- yeah, was of course a wonderful piece. comedian. He passed away very recently after a long battle with, uh, uh, some illness. I'm actually not sure what he had, but um, he was only 67. Was pretty young. Um, yeah, it is. And too young, um, man. what a, literally an, a a unique voice. <laughs> um, That's the most well
1: put we could have possibly said. Just, just what literally. a
2: wonderful guy and uh, comedian and voice. Yeah, um, thanks for entertaining us. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, you know. um, in similar news, Bruce Willis has stepped away from acting for the foreseeable future. That's a drag, man. Um, he ha- he suffers from something called aphasia, which um, apparently seems to be something he's been suffering from for a while. He's been on the decline, yet he's been making movies. And it just reeks of his management. And people around him kind of enticing him to do these. I'm not saying that that's true, but I'm just saying that like when you're not well, um, and you're making ten garbage movies a year, yeah, it changes
1: your perspective uh, a little bit on the crap he was turning out. Because I had thought he just decided, you know what, at this point, I'm going to take the paycheck for each one. There's a very good chance that he wasn't in his right
2: mind. Yeah, now I don't accepting these contracts. You know, he's signing a contract without. you know, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I don't sure. know. It's, it's extremely sure. sad to think about. And even will uh, Will Smith, uh, Kevin Smith was like, yeah. uh, uh, was like Harper feeling bad over. about the Shitting way that him. he's yeah. shit on him in the past. It's, it's, it is sad. Um, Will Smith is banned from the Oscar for for, for 10 years. That's, that's fine. Um, it's, it's unfortunate too, because I was reading that, uh, Michael B Jordan, uh, wrote a pitch for I am legend two and they were working on it. Um,
1: well, they can. They still can.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know where Will Smith will come into that, if at yeah, all. But, yeah. uh, but uh, I wouldn't mind that. I liked I Am Legend,
1: and I like Michael um, B. Jordan. Uh,
2: I did, This is the end of the news segment, but it's kind of a fun thing, maybe for later too. Um, have you? Notice these couple of online games that are very movie related. I know our friend of the podcast, Clay Keller, has been tweeting about them a lot because um, he plays them kind of like the way that people talk about Wordle or they post their Wordles mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure. Um, there's something called the box office game. And then there's another one called the Framed Game or Framed. Do they show you an image um, and you try to that's get the movie? framed? Okay.
1: So I played Framed. A friend has sent it to me. And Honestly, that's he sent really me, hard. He sent me two of them, and I got them in two two frames and I've, and I've one done frame. a few in two. But I'm sure yeah. there's plenty where I couldn't could right, right, right,
2: right. Um, it's not hard. It's but it is kind of interesting. Sure. And then the box office game is um, uh, a pretty dense website. Basically, it shows you. Um, I'm going to bring it up here and just look at today's. And I think it is a daily game, kind of like Wordle is a daily Uh game. I could be wrong, though. Um, So this says, weekend of April 29th, 2011. So it gives you a date. Okay. And it shows five movies, but it doesn't tell you much about them. It tells you the only information you get is uh, the distributor or studio and then the the grosses basically of that movie that it says gross wow. and total gross that's hard, I never get And those. then when you click on it, it has a bunch of fields that are blocked out. so the tagline, the plot, the genre, actor one, actor two, actor three, the director, the budget, and the final gross, and they are all blanked out, but if you want to see one of those, you lose points. Got by seeing it. Got it. it. And so, for instance, let's see. This one is number one that weekend from Universal. The gross is $86 million. um And so, I don't even know where to begin, right? How do you even, you know? 2011, you said? You can guess, meaning you can type a movie right here and just guess cold. I don't have the memory for things like that. There's no chance in hell. But probably the first one I would look at is, and so like genre, you only lose five points for. So I'll click genre. It's an action crime thriller. Um, Budget, I can also reveal for only five points minus. It's $125 million. So that's a huge budget Mm -hmm. for the time. Um, From Universal, $86 million, 2011. Um, Transformers? So it's 2011. Transformers came out in 2007, but I could look up. But one of the transformers, yeah, <laughs> Transformers. Um, what were they all called? <laughs> let's That's see. the thing. I Revenge of the Fallen. One. Let's see that one. I think it would be the third one. Okay. So you Side can you can just something. keep guessing. Let's see, uh, or you can you can guess up to ten times. It's mm. um, kind of cool. But anyways, so then if I were to hit director. I lose forty points, but it is Justin Lin, so it's a fast. Oh yeah, Fast and Furious.
1: Fast. I don't know which one though. Well, okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. So two thousand eleven. Yeah, tell me. So we had two thousand one, back in like two thousand maybe three or something. Then you had the I think it was like two thousand six or maybe two thousand seven for Tokyo Drift. So you came back I think in like two thousand nine maybe for this the fifth one I'm pretty sure two Fast Five fast five yeah that's it you got it. okay so so just this is kind of the reverse thing but I'm yep. just humor me for a second yeah just give me a movie like just give me some movie just throw out a movie it can be whatever um phenomenon phenomenon okay tell me you want to you want to see if you can get all tell, of these tell details me, no okay. tell me if phenomenon came out in 1996 Uh yes ninety six. Okay, so th- give me another movie.
0: <laughs> no, I'm serious.
1: Because I did this with Adam once, and I and and he was it was bizarre. But I but I think I have a. Pretty you think good you movie. have a thing for the year? I don't know
2: why. Well, but like your 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 uh your uh, uh your number thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, out like know. 25
1: in a row and I got each one. Like I haven't seen Phenomenon in, I didn't know it was 96, but I that felt right. Okay. I could have guessed 98, um, 96.
2: The goal for me doing this with you would be to pick ones that are more obscure. Sure. To see how deep... Yeah, in, down I, the rabbit hole. Me we too. Go. I'm not. I'm don't not we, bragging, why don't we? Why don't we do this more later? I'm going to come it. up with a really good list of okay. obscure ones. Okay, Tune and then in we'll for do episode this. 51. But I also do uh, think that you should play this game sometimes. Yeah, it'd be because fun because it's fun. I'm in. Um, I like it. Again, it's I love it, movies. But it, The unfortunate thing is it's all based on the same weekend, so it's like you're, you're ah, doing the same weekend. Got all it. of these next, you know, the next one. So like the the uh, you know tagline is. Probably the most valuable one where you can just do one. It's minus 40 points. But like this one is 20th Century Fox, $14 million, but it grossed a total of $104 million. Uh, The tagline is the bird who never learned to fly will discover a place he can soar. Does that strike anything with you? Okay.
1: So it's the same. It's 2011 2011, still. Yeah. And the bird that never learned to fly will discover discover a place place he he can can soar. soar. Is it? Is it one of the Happy Feet movie? I don't know if I'm taking that too literally. Let's try Happy Feet. Nope. Try High Flying Bird. It made hundred
2: and four million dollars though.
1: Oh, I remember yeah, it's not going to be.
2: So let weird. me try Happy Feet too.
1: Nope.
2: Um, let me reveal the genre. It's animation. That's why I thought. Okay. Yeah. Is uh, it um,
1: out the Legends of Gahul? What was the like, owl one?
2: Is it Surf's Up? No, that that was Sony. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun to do though. What, what um, studio is it? It's uh, Fox. So like, I could reveal other things. I could reveal the budget. I could reveal the director. I could reveal some of the actors, but you lose significant points for like the actors, the director. You know, the tagline is a 40.1, but a lot of times you can get it with just the tagline. Let's try it. uh, Well, we did the tagline. Oh, Oh, yeah. So, like, let me do, like, actor one. Jesse Eisenberg. It's an animation with Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, it's the Rio. Rio. I don't even know that. Or one. Rio 2. I think it's yeah, Rio. Yeah, it's Rio. Yeah, yeah you got it. There you it. go. Okay. See, okay. you're pretty good at cool. this. I wouldn't be able to... I mean, I struggle at this game. Every Clay's very good at it. I see his scores. He posts them. Um, I think you would be really good at it. It's just kind of fun. And it, and it exercises so many different... Um, categories because you're looking yeah. at not just tagline not just date you know you're looking at all of it and it is a game to get the highest score i do so. have a weird memory for this
1: stuff and i, I don't know, you, know. Do. you do more i don't than know why anybody i know well other than the people who have been at video trivia would be yeah the completely right. ashamed, like clay who hosts it. yeah uh anyways um but yeah, um, yeah. that's um, cool. a that's, that's a cool man. game Thanks it's called for telling the box me about that. office game and, box and, and office box, game.
2: it says uh the the website is really easy it's box office G A dot M E, so you know it's game, okay. box office game, but okay. the the M E in game is the dot. Um, so uh, upcoming movies, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. I just want to reiterate that uh, I am so excited for Nope, the new Jordan Peele oh, movie. Me too. Me Every too. time I see the trailer, oh, so I am scary. so fucking jazzed yeah. for this. Yeah. I know it'll be a horror ish movie, but it the 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 setup of what it seems yes. to be. Yes is so good and rich and, like, full of character and charisma and personality. And I just think that... He hasn't
1: had a bad idea yet. Oh, my God. It's so great. Truly. He's... He'll yes. run out at some He's point, just churning right, out, so like, amazing ideas. And, look, I liked... Uh, I mean, I know people weren't as into Us as Get Out. Oh, it was and I, very good. that. But no, I just good. thought Us was really well done, so...
2: No, when that came out, I remember thinking, I like that as much or more than Get Out. Me too. Like, they're great. Me too. I know the um, allegory
1: isn't <clears> strong or whatever, but, yeah, but sure, it, sure. you know, just as a movie, so
2: um very excited for the offer this new paramount plus series about the making of the Dog, godfather bro, you are preaching to the choir yeah, on that oh my very god very excited that comes out soon that's april 28th so that's less than okay, two it's weeks right away there. yeah it's right um, there. did you see the trailer for the new mike myers netflix movie where he plays a bunch yes, of characters the yes Pintabaret? i did yes i did i'll that give it i'll give it a whirl crazy. i'll give it a shot of he entertained course, me we'll for a long give time it a shot. Yeah. we have a trailer for men the new a24 movie from alex garland he made Ex Machina and Annihilation, and it looks sufficiently weird. Um, yeah, that's out like soon all in the May. others. Um, we have a trailer for Marcel the Shell, the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another A twenty four movie coming out in June. We have a teaser finally for Obi Wan Kenobi. Show
1: uh, that's out May twenty seven. I tell you what, that got me all tingly. I'm not saying it'll I be think great. They might I don't know. Do some cool I, stuff. It got me because very
2: essentially, tingly. and there are memes to this effect. Dave Filoni and whoever else at you know yes. obviously John Favreau and all of the, the people caretakers of Star the caretakers of the caretakers the new caretakers under Kathleen Kennedy are um, are like single handedly fixing <laughs> in a way the prequels <laughs> like they are yeah. Maneuvering really to make it not as bad of a memory for us, they're
1: cleaning it up as best they can to it's where it
2: really doesn't, impressive. doesn't break. And it I anymore. think they might succeed with this because you bring back Hayden Christensen, you have Darth, you have a young Darth, you have, you know, uh, obviously uh, the true transition of idea young of these Ben. This Jedi to old Hunters
1: ben. when the Jedi are literally just exactly. scattered is a, it's a cool concept think and idea, it's
2: great. And well, and and McGregor so
1: clearly wanted, really wanted to do it. If in return they do,
2: if they pull A Last Jedi where they bring back Yoda, Frank Oz Yoda on Dagobah, that's cool, right? I agree. Like, I just think, as opposed to a CGI prequel Yoda. And I um, think this group would do that. That's what, what I'm mean? saying. Like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think it's so, very promising. Yeah, I'm um, very excited. Um, we have I a, hope it's a great. new final trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Thank God this is finally coming out um very excited for that of course all you gotta um, do is hit me with the theme music and some shots of planes man, and i'm you know put it right in the uh order. lastly with the trailers though do you uh, or did you see uh, the trailer for hustle the new no oh no. you gotta watch this um it's a basketball show starring Ooh. adam sandler in a dramatic what? role on netflix coming june 10th that's like no in a few weeks um it looks great it looks great yeah. Um, and it looks exactly like I what tried he desperately be doing. to
1: get one of Adam and my scripts to uh, Adam Sandler. when We worked at Sony. Right, uh, I remember it was a basketball script. It was more of a dramedy. But uh, well, this yeah. is going to be it. They made it. <laughs> hey, listen. Now they've done Winning Time, which was a yeah, show yeah. we wanted to do, and this movie. So anyway,
2: and then other upcoming news: Better Call Saul is starting this weekend. Very excited for that. Strange they announced New Worlds. They're bringing back
1: Cranston also, and uh, for the, at they've least fully the announced yeah.
2: that they will be back. Yeah,
1: and Jesse. Um, Strange New Worlds will be out May fourth. I'm very excited about that. Yep. Too. I really. Yep hope that that's the one that, that seems like such a return to the original idea i'm just so era. skeptical these people I, do I not you, give man, a fuck. i i okay fair enough but i, I can't I, say course. you're wrong i can't say you're not they right they
2: just don't care whatever when we think in our head of like oh man they could do this they they are so not on the same page yeah they're on some other planet
1: well fingers crossed some other planet well put really yep. nailing this. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> today, you're on fire you're, today. You're, Kelly. you're welcome. Um, the Orville got delayed again, but only to June. So June second is our new See, date. So we're gonna get great Star Trek um, again, and uh, we get uh, also in June new seasons of The Boys and Only Murders in the Buildings. So, oh, I'll
1: be back on board for uh, both of those. It's gonna be
2: a good summer. Yeah, that's great. That's um, great. All right, so uh, we're getting to the end of our episode. I swear to God, but um, I do <laughs> want to ask you: Do you want to do the movie line? Like, what's that movie line clip you
1: sent me a long time ago for Rocky Two? I absolutely want to, want to do what's I'm that ready. movie line for our 50th episode. This so, is the all-timer for me because I've thought about this one since I was five years old. And I really still don't hard. know nope, I don't what know. the hell is going on. I did so zero
2: research, but I have good, the clip. Good, And And uh, it is nonsense. Um, but it, this is a clip from Rocky Two.
3: There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here.
1: Hell yeah. Mm. Win nice. Listen to those fucking bells. Gray Listen line. to those bells, baby.
0: What are we waiting for? Take this. <laughs> okay.
1: Should we should we <laughs> hit that one more time for the listeners? Yeah, sure. Home? Yeah. Okay. Just the. Uh,
2: let's see. Mickey. Can I go to a part in the middle?
1: No, I don't think I can. Okay, Wh- that's okay. Clip, one more clip. time for you. One more time. This one thing Soak on it up. you should do for me. What? Come here. These lines are clear. It's yeah. the Mickey line. Mm-hmm. Of just course. So you know at the end. Win. Great line.
3: Yes.
0: what are we waiting for take this
2: okay i mean to my ears, and i like i i think i've seen rocky too but it's been, Texas uh, maybe. is he a fan of the state <laughs> Texas it kind of sounds like take this or
1: take us Take us. Take us. Like, None of those make sense, though. Yeah. So I don't think it's any of those things. There's no character with a name that's even similar to that because that he, he walks out of the room after saying it. I can see the clip in my head. We're not playing it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks out of the room and it's like, and then we start this incredible uh, uh, training montage. Right. I, I, my dad and I talked about this. Like, we, we have thought about this like, pre internet when you couldn't even really look these things up. I this is the one. This is the grand champion for me. The heavyweight champion for me in terms of what the fuck did he say? And listen, we're going to run a timer for about a minute. So call in now if you think, you know. <laughs> yeah, that. right. That's how No, we pre recorded this idiots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um what well, does the internet say? Do we know? So I
2: you know, I didn't do any pre-research Ooh, on it, but I'm I'm pulling script. it up right now. I'm I'm attempting to um let's see. Uh ooh this might not be a good way. What what is what is uh <laughs> what is he saying? What is he through. say? He says her?
1: what oh he says there's she says there's one thing I want you to do for me and he leans and he says what one thing. and she says okay. when and then Mickey says what are we waiting for? This version Something of
2: else. the script which again you never know with a script sure. it could be someone could have been an uh that well I just mean the script itself that I'm ah, looking at could ah. be an AI-generated script, or it could be someone typed this from what they think all the lines were. Got it. Um, But this one says, what are we waiting for? Take us. And then the next lines are faster, faster, keep moving. Those presumably are the beginning of the training montage, right? Yeah. So it's not like it leads you into that next scene, but this one does say take us, which... Doesn't sort of what what it sounds like. It's what it
1: sounds like, but it does not make any sense. Isn't that frustrating? Isn't that frustrating? And Burgess Meredith is dead. I'm sure Stallone can't remember uh, what it was, (laughs) but I he might. So, so if anybody has any idea, or if you know any story you've done in your research, please uh, let us know. Call in, write in, whatever. Because I'm I'm asking for help on this one um i don't want to let it in like this not like this not
2: not like this. Um,
1: anyways so. that's uh frustrating but uh i do enjoy those
2: i like it's it great. when
1: we can find a weird one
2: yeah um did okay say? so before we do hidden gems and get out of here let's do some rotten tomato scores real yeah. quick
1: well let's take our second intermission
2: and then we'll be back yeah, for the right. last hour of this thing um <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah shit. Uh, it's been it's been a long time but yeah. it'll
1: it'll be okay rotten tomatoes s- i
2: think we're still going to be what? under hey, we've three done 50 hours. of
1: these we can do whatever we want
2: man so we're doing michael bay um, of course, of
1: course. Yeah, sure.
2: Uh because we just did the Rock ambulance is out, you're going to see it any day now. Um this is not just a selection. This is essentially his entire filmography Great. minus every Transformers sequel, which I think that's good. I, was yeah, just I don't like, want to do all. I those. just don't care. Yeah. Um The first Transformers is good, so it this yeah, version it of was, this yes, will was. paint him movie. in the best light. Should have ended um,
1: there. <laughs> so Bad Boys. Uh the original Bad Boys, um critics uh, critics gave it a this is early in Michael Bay I think that critics gave it like a 1995 I think critics gave it like a 76 and audiences gave it like an 85
2: 42 what
1: the fuck? and 78 okay so my audience was pretty close though yeah. um, critics
2: 42? not a
1: fan I thought he was like okay All right.
2: He He was, previous to that, just a music video director, and so... uh, Sure, sure, but... I don't know. Maybe they were just like, this is too weird or something. Not on board. I don't know. And then uh, we did just do the Rotten Tomatoes for The Rock in that episode, but we're going to
1: do it again. I'm sure you sort of remember what it was. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, The Rock was 98 and 96. No. Um, (laughs) Should have been. Um, The Rock, for critics... I mean, man, after a fucking 40-something. I think it was... I'm going to stay in the 70s again. I'm going to say 74 from critics, and for audiences, I'm going to say 88. It is 68 and 85. Okay. Again, I'm on. I'm with the audience, man. Yeah. I'm a I man mean, of the people. The, and that's
2: really the point with a Michael Bay movie is that the audience rating is kind of the rating. Wall Street versus Main Street, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Armageddon. These um, are, of course, oh in, in chronological order. Uh,
1: Armageddon. Weeks, yeah. Well, based on the last two, for Armageddon, I'm going to say 45 for critics, and I will say... Uh, I will say 80 for audiences. Good guesses.
2: 38 and 73.
3: Yeah.
1: So, okay. Eh, pretty right.
2: close. I mean, yeah, You're kind of get getting, getting the idea. I get it. Um, then he does Pearl Harbor. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know that critics will remember this as terribly as we remember it now, um, but I think they probably do um critics for pearl harbor 40 audiences 56 24 and 66
2: so you know a little lower a little higher yeah you average mine out um yeah um
1: that's actually okay wait give them to me again it's 20 24 and 66 24 i gotta say 24 feels more appropriate yeah, when you watch that movie, it's so uncomfortably cringeworthy with all of the interaction between human beings. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just that everything yeah. is—I mean, everything is kind of dated in terms of the visuals. Now, I mean, there's a reason Josh Hartnett isn't
2: working really anymore. Yeah. Like, he does that. He does yeah. like what else does he do? A Hollywood Homicide.
1: I don't know. Some yeah. garbage. Some garbage. Ugh, um, he's gonna be in Operation Finale. The uh, yeah, the new um, yeah whatever whatever Bad Boys Two. <laughs> Bad Boys Two uh, critics. Um, Forty-two audiences, I think, had a good time. I think audiences were seventy-five. Believe it or not,
2: it's worse than Pearl Harbor. Twenty-three from no critics, way, and then seventy-eight
1: from audiences. I I'm See, very confused by. I mean, how can it be more offensive than Pearl Harbor? because like, right, that's the only reason you give something a twenty-something is if it's offensive. Like, again, um, it's not poorly made. That is, In fact, Pearl Harbor isn't even. I mean, it is poorly made, but it's like you know there are things about it that are well done. It's um, a, it's it's very geez. confusing the
2: dynamics here. Um geez. then he does the Long Forgotten the Island I am a supporter of the island. This really? could have been
1: This could have been my movie that everyone hates that Patrick uh, will defend. I've seen
2: it once, and I remember not liking it, but like, I saw like it when Lone, it came out.
1: Like Lone Ranger, it's not important enough to me. I don't love it enough to defend it. Okay, But, fair but if enough. we're being honest, I should and you ask this me in again. a room, I'm yeah. like, no, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I don't think anybody else did. Uh, critics, 32. Audiences, 50.
2: 39 and 63. Okay. So it's, you know, considerably higher from critics than a lot Look, of these man, other ones. It's so.
1: Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor in a very, um, uh, Logan's run. Right. Esque situation right. with cloning, which was topical, you know, for the time and now, and it's just a chase movie beyond that. So
2: they, they might be worth rewatching yeah, that one. Come on.
1: Um, then he does transformers. The first Transformers, I think critics were like, okay, we, we get it. We don't like it, but we get it. So I think they gave it a 65, and I think audiences really loved the first one. I think they gave it an 85. 58 from critics, and then spot on
2: 85 from audiences. Okay, that's yeah. how, that's kind of how I remember So he's, it. he's
1: gaining my, some. Listen, my brother was a Transformers fan. He was a little bit older than me, sure. so he was there when the cartoon first came out. He loved the first Transformers. It's movie. good. I mean, in terms of like the nostalgia for who it was it. made. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I like Shia LaBeouf. I was a Shia LaBeouf fan or whatever. So I was like, oh, he's good and this is fun. But my brother really loved it, and I think that's like the best mark. It's like that's the fan for that. Yeah. That's the generation that grew up with it. God, he had really the animated, movie, Hill, though. You know.
3: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: sure. Then he does Pain and Gain, which I only saw the one time when it came out. Totally forgettable. Yeah. Um, I really wanted that to be. He he pitched that as like his return to like you know an actor's movie. Right. No, I'm not that he necessarily ever made one of those, um, pain and gain. I think what, once again, I'm going to say like 34 and 50. Um, so 50 from critics
2: wow. and then 47 from audiences. Okay. Making, yeah, it, I think the that, lowest, uh, that, that makes audience sense. Score you so know, far.
1: pretentious critics being like, Oh, look at this different thing that he states. It's yeah, really just right, crap." Right. But yeah. okay.
2: And then he does 13 hours, the secret soldiers of Benghazi.
1: I think I enjoyed this a little more than most people. Not that I thought it was great. I did as well. But um, I think critics gave that. I think actually critics were like even politically, like most of them probably opposed to that movie in some way. Right. Um, I think they gave it a 30 and uh, audiences gave it a 55. Um, so it's actually 51 from critics, but oh. 82 from audiences. What? One of wow. his highest scores so, so far. So I wasn't like above no. people. On no, that. that's a, well, that's about where I would put it. Probably in the high 70s, low you 80s. You know what I underestimated though? Like, especially American audiences, mm. we really have a soft spot for yeah, a, let's say a, Yeah, and, and like a, a military sacrifice type yep. of story. And I and I'm not making fun of that. I my dad was military, my granddad. I yep. I I am a sucker for those. Right. But I but I think I didn't think about that in terms of ratings, at least for the audiences
2: now we're getting to uh one that came out during the pandemic or right before six underground a netflix original movie that oh, yeah. uh, i did not even watch it's the only one out of his whole filmography that i could not watch i started it i got 10 minutes in and i said absolutely not there's no way i'm watching wait who's in this uh six underground it's is starring Oscar uh, no it's <laughs> um, um let's see where's the cast oh there we go it's ryan reynolds
1: Oh, yeah, I I didn't see this either. I didn't see this either. So I don't know how I could guess this Some one. Some other people. Um, um, do you want to just give me the? I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't pay any attention to it, and I didn't see it. 36 and 60 from audiences, okay. which... Um, yeah, I don't know that one. So I remember it coming out. Maybe it,
2: it gets better, but I, I turned it off after 10 minutes. Okay. And I don't do that very often. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, like never lastly, do. Ambulance. I know you haven't seen it. Ambulance Why do you ambulance. just take, a, take okay. a stab at it? Haven't read anything about this. I've only talked to you. I'm going to say... Critics gave this movie a 54 and audiences gave it a 72. 69 from audiences and
2: 87 from, uh, wait, uh, excuse me, 69 from critics Critics. and 87 from audiences. Well, that
1: supports everything you've been saying.
2: It makes it his highest rated movie in both categories of all time.
1: It's not as good as The Rock. I refuse to. It's leave. not. But that makes me. Very, it is not. very pumped to see. So That's considering great. you have Bad
2: Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Bad Boys yeah. Two in this list, um, I would say that any any um, shitting on Armageddon is fine. I'll I'll take it. Sure. Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two. Um, they're pretty good. Uh, the Rock is exceptional, and the fact that Ambulance is higher than all of them. Is uh, I think it's more a testament to how we were starved for practical action, R-rated action movies that are really fun and uh, just like crazy and and just uh, energized with uh, a type of direction because we're so used to static, boring action movies, uh, not to say boring they're not boring but you know these all these netflix originals something like the atom project is very cg and very safe and very the camera's set up and it points in the direction of the action and that's it and um this is the total opposite (laughs) so um so see ambulance um that's it for our tomato scores for michael bay and uh, i think we could end with some hidden gems do you have one um Ready? To I go? do. Do you have one uh, or is this gonna um, be me I, this week? I wrote one down that um is kinda silly and uh I <laughs> Lay it on me, man. I uh I haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't know if it holds up, but an animated film that I absolutely loved. It came out when I was in high school and I uh I just loved it. And I and I think you could even make the case that this uh, is one of those kind of like emotionally tied movies to me for some reason, um, is meet the Robinsons. Yeah. I remember meet the Robinsons. Um, I agree.
1: It kind of came and went, but I really enjoyed it. Not
2: many people know it. It is a Disney movie. It's an animated Disney movie. That's like not Pixar. And, uh, I encourage if you haven't seen meet the Robinsons, it's really cute. So it's really original and, uh, it's very kind of uplifting and positive. And there's a T-Rex in that movie. With little arms. Um, and it, that, hey, The famous line is, I have a big, big head big and little arms. arms. I'm just not so sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie yeah. made enough of an impact just from the trailer that Ted and Grace and my buddies who were yeah. roommates with me in LA when I first moved out here, we used to just say that and we would swing our I hands. Have head became, I have a big head and little arms. big head and little arms. Which is kind of the way he says it. It's, it's adorable. Um, yeah, adorable. Really, really funny. What do you got? My hidden gem is I would argue um, – well, arguably the the conceptually the greatest film of all time. Um, <laughs> it's called if you saw it in America, which I did. It's called Victory. If you saw it in Britain, it's called Escape to Victory. Okay, it came out in 1981, just shy of two hours sure. long. Stars Michael Caine, uh, Michael Sylvester, Caine, Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, and Pele, uh, ah. the famous soccer player. It is directed by forget about movies, just one of the great storytellers of all time, John Huston. Oh, um, and It is based, it is at least based on a true story. It is based in truth. Um, It is the uh, story of a group of POWs uh, from World War II uh, who ended up playing a soccer match against the master race, uh, superior uh, Nazi uh, soldiers who had fielded a team in front of like all of occupied Europe uh, or lots of occupied Europe to sort of demonstrate the superiority of the Nazis. Um, Stallone is absolutely uh, an absolute train wreck in this movie, uh, but in an enjoyable way as the uh, goalkeeper. Uh, who, and he does not know how to play soccer. You can tell. And then <laughs> Pele, they obviously brought in because he is the Could, only one that can yeah. play soccer. And then you got Michael Caine uh, leading it up. And they sort of convinced the Nazis to have this match with them. Um, you know, and it'll be good for morale, and you can show everybody how much better you are. But sure. what ends up happening is they're really just planning an escape from the uh, soccer match. They're planning this escape for the team, and that's when they get everybody to this place. They're trying to move everything around. And it's like if The Great Escape met the movie The Natural and you blended them together for uh-huh. no discernible no reason, you yeah, do yeah. that. Um, and I don't, I can't say that it works. I can only say that it works for me. Okay, yeah. Um, And it is not... So the ranking on IMDb is a 6.6 out of 10. Uh, That's not bad. Um, But I just... It's just a joy for me to watch. No one knows about it anymore. I think it probably was big at the time it came out. Um, But yeah, Escape to Victory or Victory... Uh if you got two hours to kill, like check it. It's, <laughs> God, it's true. I think it was like two hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, but super fun. That's my hidden gem That's for good, our fiftieth golden anniversary episode.
2: Thanks for enduring.
1: Yeah, for if you so made it long, to this guys, point, we love you. I hope you
2: broke this up into multiple yeah. listenings. If you're at this point, I hope it wasn't in one stretch. I but.
1: hope you did it in one stretch the way I did Star Wars, <laughs> and never let anybody put you down. Uh, yeah. You do what you got to do, and please let us know if you have any idea what uh, Burgess Meredith is saying as Mickey and Rocky too. from and that line and never forget we love the movie bye everybody